Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it with, you made it with, you made it with. What is happening? What a weird and horrible way to start the podcast. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to go ahead and leave it. Uh, guys, a couple exciting things coming up. Uh, I have more info on my hour, my one-hour special for Comedy Central. is going to be taping on October 23rd, 7 and 9.30 p.m. in Austin, Texas, uh, at the Moody Theater, and the tickets are free. Please come out. Oh, my God. It's such a big thing and such a big deal, and I'm so excited about it. And the more weirdos we have at these types of things, the better. I can't, I can't stress that enough. You guys rocked it when you came out to the pilot. You rock it when we come out. Rock it? Who, what am I, a youth pastor? You rocked it when you came out to, uh, you know, any, all the live recordings and stuff. So th- this is another one of those opportunities, and I really hope you can come out for the taping and possibly some sort of hug exchange after. Here's how you get tickets. www.theblacklistnyc. Dot com slash P-E-T-E-H. Because we you can't write homes, it's just P-E-T-E-H. P-E-T-H. P-E-T-H. Uh so that website again, www.theblacklistnyc.com slash P-E-T-H. Get your free tickets, request them now. Let's get some weirdos in that house. Wanna see you there. Other other dates coming up. Uh, you know these, I think, already. September 21st, I'm going to be at uh, the Nokia Theater in Los Angeles for Comedy Mutant. Get tickets to that. September 23rd, at the Riot Festival in Los Angeles, we're doing a live You Made It Weird at 5 o'clock on September 23rd. Come out to that. That's going to be awesome. Some really cool guests. Uh, I'm going to be in Toronto, Ontario, uh, for Just for Laughs, September 24th through 26th. And on the 26th, we're doing a live You Made It Weird at midnight, which will be great because we'll be closer to the dream state. So it'll be more creative and weird and wacky. What a weird way to say that. St. Louis, Missouri, I'm going to be at the Firebird on October 3rd. Uh, Chicago, Chicago, I'm going to be at the Lincoln Lodge October 5th and uh, 6th. Uh, that one's already selling out, so please come out. If you want to come out to that, get some tickets now. Get some tickets now. Appleton, Wisconsin, I'm going to be at the Skyline Comedy Cafe October 11th through 13th. Minneapolis, I'll be at the Cedar Cultural Center October 14th. Uh, the Hollywood Improv at 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock, I'm going to be running my hour. So if you live in the California area, the Los Angeles area, come out to the Hollywood Improv and see pretty much the same thing, but just not taped on October 20th at the Improv. Uh, Nashville, I'm going to be at the High Watt on November 16th. Atlanta, I'm going to be at the Relapse Theater on November 17th. Boston, coming home, Paradise Rock Club on November 24th. San Francisco, California, I'm going to be doing a live You Made It Weird on this Sunday. I'm going to be at Cobb's, co-headlining with Kyle Kinane. Chicago, Kyle Kinane, that's confusing to say Chicago. It's going to be in San Francisco, November 29th through December 2nd. Portland, Oregon, I'm going to be at Helium, December 5th through 8th. Philly, I'm going to be at Helium, December 12th through 15th. And New York, New York, I'm going to be at the Gramercy Theater on December 21st, the day the world ends. So come spend the end of the world with me, please. Email the show, weirdatnerds.com. I don't know who the sponsor is. I'm guessing it's Amazon. And if it's Amazon, what you do is you go to nerds.com and click on the Amazon banner, and then you buy stuff. Somehow this benefits the show. Or <laughs> you can go to youmadeitweird.com and buy a t-shirt. Uh, that definitely benefits the show and uh, donate to Katie, which is great because she, you know, she saw like 15 butterflies, not at once, but on a specific day she was walking around L.A. and she just saw 15 butterflies. And, you know, you see five and you're like, it's like a special day. 
You see 10, you start to think they're following you. You see 15, you're like, something fucked up is happening. I mean, really think about that. 15 in a day, one at a time, it's fucking crazy. So she's been shook up since that. So donate to Katie, youmadeitweird.com. Here it is, Kristen Shaw, everybody. Hope you enjoy. Stay weird. Thanks. How many podcasts go on in this room? A lot, huh? This is like built for podcasts in here. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what Jeez. is it built? Is it built for podcasts? This room built specifically for podcasts. That is like I've never heard such a loud. How much space there is in LA? I guess. Well, yeah. <laughs> this is a big difference between New York and Los Angeles. Is everybody has a podcast? Does, yeah. any, does anyone in New York have a podcast? Um, Seth Herzog? Probably. <laughs> I, I think Kurt started a podcast. And um, no, there's, there, everybody has a podcast there, too. Is that it, true? I, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. I'm being a bad podcast me community neither. person. Me neither. But I think that now that I'm here in L.A., I just turn, you can listen to it in your car somehow. Yeah. It is nice. Right? I'm shocked at how many people in L.A. Uh, listen. Oh, Sarah Schaefer and Nikki Glaser oh, that's podcast. Right. That's right. You know, it's funny because Nikki tours so much. I, I don't think of her as just a New York person. I think of her as a globetrotter. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Lucky her. <laughs> I just picture her beating the Washington Carpenters every day. That's, isn't that the team the Globetrotters played? I don't know. I, I thought they just did a show. I didn't know they actually did. Oh, they competed. do. Well, that's what's sad is the Globetrotters who are like the greatest. I don't know. Why aren't the Globetrotters in the NBA? They're so good. I, I mean, I think they're lazy. I think they're like just good good with this stuff. But when you had to do laps, they just don't right. do it. So I'm assuming. Push-ups and squats and stuff. They've got no discipline. They don't, want it, they don't like when people are in their face blocking them because they're trying to like perform a trick, I think. And a coach, a coach that tries to coach them keeps getting the ball bounced off his head. Yeah. They love authority that they might break it. But what's worse is there's the Globetrotters and then there's the team designated to play the Globetrotters, which is usually called the Generals or the Carpenters or something like that. Uh, and they're just their job is to just be like bad basketball players, uh-huh. which has got to break your heart a little bit. I would do that. I would sign up for that in a second. To be the bad basketball? Yes. How relaxing. Are you kidding? It's harder to be the, the show-off one than it is to just be like, oh, you beat me again, Globetrotters. And then you like get your check and like go have a beer. <laughs> your tiny check. I would, I would in the too. memo, it says loser. Really? Yeah. Oh, I did wow. it for it summer. You got a copy no. of that? <laughs> Don't you think that would take a toll on your psyche to continue, like professionally lose? No. No? Isn't you think it would be okay? Yeah. I got to turn my telephone on. You're not going to leave it on? I mean, isn't that like in the moment? Like what's happening in the moment? The guests can leave it on. on. You can leave yours on. It's going to go crazy on on Labor Day. Are you kidding? (laughs) I forget. (laughs) I forget that it's Labor Day. I walked up with uh, what felt like 16 pounds of dry cleaning in Uh in my arm and and halfway up realized. And then, Kristen, I feel like you'll appreciate the like acting you do in life. Uh So I'm holding what is obviously dry cleaning. And then it's obviously Memorial Day. Uh, But like I forget that it's uh, a holiday that things like might be closed. I'm like, of course, it's the perfect day to do dry cleaning. It's like you have the day off. So I'm walking up and then I see that all the dry cleaners are gated up. Oh, my God. And then I see all these people kind of looking at me. Gated dry cleaning community. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta, you gotta have a pretty high income to get into one of those gated <laughs> yeah, uh, dry cleaning. On this day. <laughs> so I'm holding all these clothes, and then I, I see people looking at me, and in my mind, they're thinking, "Look at this idiot who didn't." But then I'm like, "They don't know." 
I actually thought that to myself. I was like, they don't know why I have these clothes. <laughs> and then I walked a different route home. Yeah, you know what I would have done? What? Is I would have seen them looking at me, and I would just be like, Jacob! <laughs> why, <are you laughs> why am I going to live? <laughs> and then they would feel terrible yes. for maybe judging I would have had to do it with a lady's name. I'd go, Deborah. <laughs> De- why did you lock me out? And she threw my clothes out the window. Yeah, and you collected them. That's slightly more embarrassing than not realizing the dry cleaner was closed. I guess so. Speaking of this, I don't normally... You sent me a text today by accident, <laughs> which I think is the funniest thing in the world. And I didn't think you were going to let me talk about oh, it. Are we, all, are we doing the podcast? Oh, Oh, yeah, no. this is the podcast. Oh, you know introduction? Yeah, you don't do it. Chris and Joel. Talking to you. Kristen and Wow! See, that's why we don't do the theme. Can we do that exact theme song again? Yeah, ready? I wouldn't be able to. The Pete Hall Kristen Shaw! Talking to you. We did, a, a- we did it differently each time. <laughs> I guess that's why we're not musicians. Aren't we? Or, or are we like Coltrane? Your I'm house like, is I'm so just... cool, by oh, the way. Oh, yeah, thanks. I'm so, oh, you're right. Okay. I could have I stayed with you there because Coltrane, a buddy of mine, Ricky Carmona, who actually works uh, with Nerdist, uh, has a really funny bit about how you feel pressure. I was looking for him. Wasn't that silly? I looked no, out I the would, windows. I still haven't taken in my surroundings. Yeah, take it in. We're kind of in like the factory holding office area. Like clearly this this used to be like a factory or something. How did you get in here, Pete? Like how did you get in, worm your way into this Into uh, this. Podcast room. In, not just this podcast room, this podcast network. Yeah, this nation. It was very casual. I've, no one's ever asked that. I just kind of mentioned it to Chris that I wanted to do a podcast. Oh. It was back in the day, like six months ago, when it was easier <laughs> to get a podcast on. Now it's harder. You got to do like a song and dance audition. You, you actually have to have a, a song. Oh, man, I bet. You had to get people's attention. Yeah, somehow. Yeah. Like real shocking. Who's your biggest competitors? Obviously, Mark Maron. <laughs> let's well, not, have you? Let's not be are, do you coy. Listen, do you listen to Mark Maron's podcast? No, but I haven't listened to anybody's. I was saving oh, okay. it till I moved here. Oh, don't feel. Mark will never know about this. <laughs> there's no way. There's no way to recreate Mark's like, let me listen to my nemesis. Uh, really? Is that <laughs> oh, it? Oh, we're so friendly. Oh. We're, we're good friends. But like, uh-huh. there's a playful nemesis thing. The off off mic and like in person, like yeah. at his house. He when I did uh, a little thing for his show, couldn't be sweeter. That's my whole thing with Mark and I is I'm trying to convince him that I'm in him, and he's trying to convince me that I'm that he's in me. You know what I mean? Like in a sexual way. You know, like that's like what I mean is I'm trying to work my erect penis into his yeah. into his bow, ma- his mouth or his mouth and or butt both both. <laughs> no, I, that did sound hypersexual, and uh, maybe there's some tension there that we should explore. So this isn't like Leno and Conan. Like no. I can go on his podcast next, and there won't, it won't be. Of weird. course. In <laughs> fact, I think people enjoy seeing the different. I maybe they do. I do. I like listening to people that have been on my show and listen to them on Marins. Usually after. Have you done his? No, no. I did the panel. Oh, you did well, like I'm a live one. Supposed to do his soon, at some point. But I, okay. I, you have to sort of be in L.A. to do those podcasts. Yeah, you do have to be in L.A. It's very – he's not – but I, I love his show. I listen to his show. Where were we? You were saying – Oh, yeah, we oh, were Oh, he's my L- nemesis. That, that, not my nemesis, but he's my biggest competitor. Yeah, yeah, that's who I was wondering. I don't know. 
I feel like podcast people are very polyamorous. You know, Johnny Pemberton has a podcast. I know. He asked I, me I, to do it almost right after you asked me. Uh, is that right? I was like, it is a podcast invitation only party. <laughs> if you come to this party, because I was at your house yesterday, your <laughs> yeah. lovely house, which I just think is so yeah, gorgeous. Yeah, Pete's a big fan of this house I'm renting. That house. And when you, uh, when you quoted the house and what they wanted for that, because I don't know if you mind me saying this. You don't own yeah. the house. No, you, I don't own the house. You could buy the house. And they told- I could not buy the house. You're so sweet. <laughs> Did I just step in that thing? Where- I could, if I, I could buy it. Anyone could buy a house. That's the thing. That's the problem. That is the like problem. What happened to us is anybody well, could, but then you're like stuck. You have a down payment. No, you're not supposed to, to talk a, about you money. You have to put an egg down. You have to put a nest egg. You'd down. have for that house. A you'd have to put about egg. eighty eighty thousand dollars down, probably, <laughs> to be comfortable. That's that's what I'm going to say. Okay. Yeah. And you don't have. I love this show. You're not supposed to ask that. You're not. That's for, I won't. You want a statement of my bank account? Do I? Yeah. Could I okay, see it? Yeah. No. <laughs> oh my god! I thought you were going to. I think I just stepped in that uh, puddle of muck that a lot of people step in, which is you have been on a lot of shows that I like, so I kind of subconsciously do assume that you have millions of dollars. Oh, that's so cool. Is it? Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But if anyone kidnaps Rich Blomquist, they're going to be disappointed when you're like, I have these Arby's coupons. Oh, man. Well, so I do okay. Sure. But all the shows that I'm on, I'm I'm always like a guest star. Sure. So that's not big money. I always think it is. I'm like, they want you to be on this thing. And I'm like, oh, how much? Right, 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 right. And I'm like, oh, is that all you? That's one of the heartbreaks of, let's take you, Kristen Shaw, because now you're Kristen Shaw. So you're like a type. (laughs) You are. You're a type. Deal with it. You're a type. I've gone out for parts and it says a Kristen Shaw type. You have? No, I haven't. Okay. But I know you are a type. You would get them. (laughs) You would get them. <laughs> oh, hey, Kurt. I can't do it. Jamie Lee, uh, my good friend, does an impression of you. I know she does, and I made her do it for me. Did she do it? Yep. She can only do two words. Oh, hey, Kurt. Yeah. So but, I say so it that's her fine. all the time. That's fine. <laughs> she, it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. But uh, no, that, okay, taking you out of it, because yeah. now you might get a little bit more, but an acting role, we're talking like a couple hundred... Like a like when you were on the Mad Men TV show, one of my favorite. Oh, I, I always yeah. get, I always talk to you about how you were one of the operators. That's exciting. You're like perfect for that show, and I was the one that told you that Matthew Weiner in the DVD commentary yes. says really nice things about you. Yeah, it was yeah. like oh she went on to bigger and better things, and she's so talented. Like ah. it, like the scene has been over for like thirty <laughs> seconds. They're still talking about you because uh-huh. uh, that blows my mind because I'm perpetually watching Mad Men, and I always see you in that. But like I don't want to be gauche here, but that was probably not more. It was under a thousand dollars. Geez, probably, yeah. Right? Because, yeah, because that was like a low-budget pilot. Exactly. And I, and I was just like a day player. But yeah, th- that was probably like an, you know, I think you get like, uh, what, 500? Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. it's like after taxes yeah. and agents and stuff, I th- I feel like the number 385 is there. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming right, up with I like a 385. I... <laughs> is that right? I think Doesn't so. Doesn't that feel right? Funny, yeah. All I know is it's super disappointing. Commercials, too. Look. Oh, commercials used to be huge before we got it. And, and then... And then uh, there was a thing with cable, right? There's a commercial strike. I don't know if you remember that. No. There's a big commercial strike. I'm picturing strike just like I... all the commercial, like Tony the Tiger is striking, <laughs> <laughs> Captain Crunch. <laughs> There's fucking <laughs> all the different Flow. Jolly Green. Um, it was like, no, it was in 2000, Flow. right after I got into New York. Uh-huh. And I was like, ah, oh, commercials, here we go. You know, I yeah, need yeah, my bread yeah. and butter. And then, there's, yeah. and then no one could audition for commercials for, I don't know, like half a year or a year. Is that why they kept showing that pr- p- that same Polenta all fruit commercial? <laughs> the please. <laughs> Pass the jelly. They, they haven't re-ramped that one in a long time. 
It, they weren't making new ones? Is that real? Yeah. Well, you could make, be in a commercial, but you'd be a scab. And so, you know, everyone's like, oh. And, and so what happened was is they were trying to negotiate cable. So SAG was trying to figure out how to get cable people paid for their cable commercials. And I think, and I am blurry on the details, but sure. in the end, what happened was is if you were in a, it just sort of lowered the money you would get for a national network commercial, like uh-huh. the payday that people used to get, got knocked down to sort of compensate people doing uh, commercials yes. uh, on on cable. I think, but you know, I think I, that's I, I, right. I can't read that small print because I am I got ADD. But yeah, yeah, we're not we're not in the business. We're 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 acting, not reading. yeah. But we should know. I should know what happened. But because I I remember people saying, oh, so and so did Arby's and they got like two hundred grand, and I'm like, right. oh my god, well I just got. Wendy, so here we go, and then yeah. I get the checks, and I'm like, three eighty five. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, there's probably some like fee, like uh, envelope opening fee, and the next check's going to be really big. Now, some some commercials can can still be huge. Yeah, I think. if you're the, like in them all the time. If you, you have to be, it's, it's the yeah. length of time that you're in them. I, I think it's my. It's like it's like people who are like the spokesperson for stuff are probably right. Like, doing I, a friend of mine that does really well, and he's like he's like a Reynolds rap. That's a rap. Like that's oh, all. Oh, voiceover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. You not and you do voiceover. Well, I do do. I'm trying to tiptoe around that, but <laughs> you can't. You that, made millions of no, dollars. No, see that? Okay, e-trade. see people you think are no. A no, no, people. absolutely. You admit it right now. You'll be honest on your podcast. People, I, <laughs> there's no. This is a gold leaf table. And this mother of pearl headphones, and you're trying to act so humble. <laughs> this is Hardwick stuff. This is disgusting. This is shipmates money. That's a millionaire, right? Come on, Hardwick. I do like to play who's a millionaire. Goddamn cheap. Who's a millionaire? I don't know how he makes his money. I don't know what he does. So. I would. I, I don't mind saying I think he's probably doing well, and by yeah. that I mean uh, maybe. I'm going to say maybe. Who cares? People, Chris is somewhere worried that people are sitting around speculating that he might have a million dollars. I know. That Who cares? Should, that should be like. That's nice. To, but you if lose you, your underdog status, don't you, once you get to that million dollar market? I think about this all the time because uh, the Conan O'Brien uh, got uh, that big payoff for the Tonight Show and all oh, that sort yeah. of stuff. And then, like, it, I, I was wondering if it if it's harder to get laughs. But you know what? He's so likable and so every guy that people people aren't thinking in those terms, I don't think. I don't think people. Jay Leno, too. He's got that, like, I'm just wearing blue jeans. You have an airplane hangar full of cars. We all know this. Consistently, I am consistently reminded that Jay Leno is um, uber rich only because he says, I don't know why he said this, but he said that he doesn't spend any of his Tonight Show money. Yeah, he saves it. And he's all his money that he lives off his touring. Mm -hmm. I think that is, ugh, that just, it's upsetting. It's gross. It's gross. It's gross. It's very gross because it's it's Terry gross. That is unfresh (laughs) air. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's Gar. It's Terry Gar. Yeah, Terry Gar. No, just don't don't say that. Don't say that. That is that is an unrelatable thing. That is that is that is a rich person interpretation of their wealth. Do you know how much he makes for that? Millions, millions and millions and millions. And so you're and telling me that you're just taking it, your millions of dollars, and you're just like holding it away. Yeah, it's like in the trunk of some car where the trunk is in the front and the engine's uh, in the back. Absolutely, you, you just open the trunk and there's just millions. It's like and so that's the point where you're just like, a don't don't don't, don't say don't that. brag about that. Don't say that. And if you're gonna brag about that, then follow it up with. 
and that money goes to the orphanage. Sure, there's got to be. There's something. I mean, not that you have to, but you kind of should. You if kinda... you're going to air out your your financial affairs with the world, like yeah. That. Why not throw a couple million to something? You won't even notice. That's like a weird paranoia. There's it's a weird thing. The public perception of how people are. So comedians are supposed to be accessible and stuff, and uh, so Jay Leno still gets away with that jaywalking or whatever he's doing, and we all know he's he's got hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. presumably and then like uh, musicians also it's always interested me like John Mayer will go all these girls are getting like really aroused and falling in love with John Mayer but we know yeah. rock stars and musicians are like plowing groupies like crazy you know what I mean like not John Mayer I don't know John Mayer I can't speak for John Mayer I met John Mayer have you really yeah in did person. he plow you <laughs> no sir ah! Ah! unbelievable ah! I am un- I am unplowable <laughs> Lady, <laughs> unbelievable. Kristen Schaal is unplowable. <laughs> I would never think you'd be susceptible to your body as a wonderland. You need so much more. I than need that. more than that. But he you was really, more. really sweet when I met him. Actually, I've heard, I know he I've gets heard, a bad rap, but uh, but he's charming. I've, I actually just talked to somebody that knew him and made him sound very delightful. He did have that little brush up with Kumail. Did you hear about that? Oh, I, you're reminding me about that. Yes, yeah. that wasn't cool. That wasn't cool. I forgot about that when I met him, and then Kurt reminded me. And I'm like, oh, that's right. That wasn't cool. It wasn't. Well, yeah, but you that know, wasn't cool. I don't even. I I'm guilty of this. If someone's famous, I'll defend them. I, I, <laughs> that's what I was about to do. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, this is the show. This is the show that we're supposed to air our, our dirty, unplowable yeah, yeah. laundry. I just caught myself having that instinct of being like, well, he was trying to be funny. You know what I mean? But he did it in a bad way. For those of you who don't know, he called Kumail, our, my, one of my best yeah. friends, at Sweet. It's funny because I already mentioned Seth Herzog. Yeah, you he, can't, can't let that show go. What show? Neither can Seth. Sweet. Ah, I loved the, that the show. Longest going, I didn't like The Room. I loved The I loved Room Seth. even. Yeah, sure. Um, I, but but somehow, somehow the venue, that venue of Sweet was always like... It's like I understand. hard to connect. Here's a here's something. Uh, I know it's because I'm not a very good comedian. Not go, at go all. Go back to the story. Go zero back. point zero percent. I love that was you, a Seth real, Herzog. That was a <laughs> that was a really difficult room. I hated that room. In fact, the reason I liked going to it is I liked this is ooh I don't like what I'm about to say. I like the challenge of trying to turn it around. It would almost yeah. be it would always be bad. My set would be let's say 15 minutes. Seven of it would be trying to get them to listen and like oh. get on board. And, Not listen, they weren't and rude. With it was the just interrupting hard. DJ. Interrupting DJ. Which, and Seth has a lot of like hot model friends that maybe don't have mm, the most sophisticated maybe. comedy taste. Here's one another layer of how our interview is already collapsing in on itself. In the pilot of Mad Men that you're in, the yeah. slipper room is featured. Because oh, they is? shot that in New York. And they shot parts of it, and they shot that scene yeah. in the slipper room, which is a burlesque bar in New York, oh, where wow. Sweet is, where wow. that still exists. Yes, and sitting to the left of me is one Zandy, who's married to David Wayne, who is friends with Michael Showalter, who also DJs Seth At Herzog's show. So, Whoa. holy wow. shit! Wow! Oh, look what I did! Yeah! Look what I did! You did real good. You're amazing. I did real good. You did real good. We're not going to... You got $385 for that. <laughs> not that that's not a good amount of money. Wait, you, uh, so we have both- a lot of things in the fire. We got John Mayer. We got... Yeah. <laughs> We got uh, why people want to fuck John Mayer and me telling and you, you that. Kumail, you didn't tell you the Kumail yeah. story. And then why you're defending John Mayer because he's famous. 
That is that is that is bullshit that I'm calling myself on because Kumail is a dear, dear, good, good friend of mine, and from my understanding, I don't want to dig this like like dust this back up, but uh, John Mayer like called him Kabul and stuff, and like yeah. made some joke about yeah. I don't know it was ethnic stuff. Now when I do, oh when, man when I no 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 that's no that's how you get in radar that's how yeah. you picked up by TMZ is because you dropped that John Mayer's a racist, and all of a sudden you got the number one podcast. <laughs> <laughs> John Mayer, come on the show. I, I've actually heard some you of his stand-up. It wasn't to come on the show. You, are you, you kidding you guys me? You would have the best conversation. I would love to have John Mayer on the show. Yeah. I bet I'd enjoy him. There's something about his vibe that There's I'm into. There's something about his vibe, right? He goes in these weird like spiral. And like, I can I mm, he, spiral and he's finish? So, he hates himself. And that I bet he does. Him Ooh, so, so interesting. Yeah. I, uh, one arm of tattoos. I'm on board. <laughs> Come on, any great musician. Fuck me, man. I'm 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 doing that thing. But here's the deal. I've known Kumail for uh, over a decade. Been one of really? my best friends for over. Isn't that weird? Did you guys go to school together? I am no, being so uh, nice about your age. Uh, <laughs> your laughter is being sunk into my wrinkles right now. Oh, soak it up. Soak them up, rinks. Oh, no. Soak them up. How old are you? Are you? 33, the age of the Lord. Oh, that's right. We, talk, we talked about this. Did we talk about this? Yeah, yeah, at the pool party. I didn't tell you how old I was. Yes, at the you pool did. Party. I never would have. You told me everything, and you said that you are a divorcee. I didn't say that. Yes, you did. Oh, that's right, because I was like, we'll talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Imagine. That's right. That's right. I really that's want right. to hear about that. That sounds like me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At your fucking adult party. You had an adult party. There were babies Your husband, there. whom I love, I know, but your husband, whom I love, Rich Blomquist, who I already alluded to, was like manning a grill, and you guys had yeah. these mason jars with the straw that go, yeah. and I was like, this is it. This is what I wanted when I was a kid. I used to be like, when is that pool party with like fun people and a grill? And he's like, I got this at the Grove at a special butcher. And you're like, fuck yeah, you uh, did. Yeah. And they're chill. So like Children. you're getting mildly liquored up, very mildly, uh-huh. but a little bit of a tequila buzz, which sure. is my, one of my favorite buzzes, hanging out with like great children, like little joy affirming, love giving, open hearted children yeah. that like grab your leg and uh-huh. you brush their hair a little bit. Better it's than fun. puppies. Better than puppies. At. That's More expensive. But. I was worried because I'm like, I've never had little kids around me or at a house that I was renting. And then there they are. Mm. Um, but they're so sweet. And, and the, the party will never be boring. Nope. Like, it'll Fun. never wane. People will not run out of things to talk about because they just start staring at the little baby. Of course. It's yeah. great. It's like having, like, if you've ever been at a horrible dinner party and there's a dog and you keep yes. forcing it, you're like, uh, you just hear your, <laughs> your fork scraping the plate and then you're like, oh, there's Jub Jub. Yeah. Ah, Jub Jub. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The kids are better because they'll say things. Oh, yeah. One of the kids fell in the pool, uh, which was a big Yeah, did you see that? A big stink. I want to know why you didn't rescue that kid. Who didn't? You. It, because you the had mom. Your swimming trunks on. And at everything. that point, I didn't. I was oh, wearing pants with okay, a cell phone. Okay. But I, I would have uh, <laughs> jumped in. I absolutely would have jumped in. Absolutely. Without. Resistance. I would have jumped in. But that mom was, was like, there was a little bit of a tension after that happened. But the mom was so on it. Yeah. Like she was in the water before he was. He was falling in the water. And she oh, like interesting. Went in. She oh. was just, it was like a real, you yeah, know. The, I just w- came out. I didn't even know it happened. And then um, there was no CPR or anything. It was like uh, like she stopped it before anything happened. Oh, yeah. He didn't even cough or anything. Yeah. His, his face didn't get oh, wet. It's my understanding. God. But pools and kids, then the moment that happened, I was just like, that's why you don't have a pool. You know what I mean? That's why well, I, I started being afraid. That's what I guess apparently everyone says when you move here, put your kids into swimming lessons because more kids die 
at Hollywood pool parties. Really? Than um, well, in the sweatshops. In the sweatshop? You <laughs> yeah. mean the American Apparel sweatshops <laughs> yeah. downtown? Yeah. This is a big scandalous episode. John Mayer and oh, uh, fucking American Apparel. No, it's true. I've, I've unfortunately heard of kid, that happening to kids since I've been here. Like people, really? Friends of friends. Like, it's happened in your two-year stint here? My two-year stint you, here. Little kids have died in pools. Uh, little kids were like in hospitals because of pools. This just got real. But I mean, like, it's oh, very sad. No. It's hard. It's hard. And it was like one of those beach entrance pools, which sounds awesome. Yeah. Is, you know what that means? It's what like. What kind of friends like are, the, are these like your millionaire friends? Well, these are like other voiceover celebrities. <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. People do assume I have mil- Did I tell that story on the show? Someone came up to me and was like, Pete, I just got to say. For a man with tens of millions of dollars, yeah. I can't believe how grounded you are. Uh-huh. And I was just like, I, what do you... And then I went on stage. Like, I was about to go on stage. If it was a bit, it was a brilliant bit. But the guy was... De- I didn't he know him. Serious. And he was dead serious. That's, but I did that to you. You have $80,000, Kristen. $80,000? You definitely have $80,000. My God. Oh, my God. Not with my habits. <laughs> you have no vices. You're unplowable. You don't uh, do... Uh, d- uh, d- are you a drug person? No. You don't seem like a drug person. I wish, man. I'm really? Just, I'm, I'm too fragile. Fragile? I'm a dainty. <laughs> my what do you my mean? constitution I mean, is very crazy. Have you never done anything? I certainly have. God, come on, Pete. Of course I have. <laughs> which come one, on. Which I, one's I, grabbed you? Of all of them, all, all of them. <laughs> you have to do all of them so you know that you don't want to do any of them. Okay, interesting. I like that philosophy. I did. Uh, I did. The- you never did heroin. No. A little nibble of heroin. Uh, no. I I didn't run in any circles that were that were doing needles. Those. Yeah, but there was a there was a point where I, I didn't do anything in college. Like I drank and that's it. And then I was ter- I was twenty seven and I was like, man, you're gonna be thirty pretty soon. You can't do these drugs when you're thirty. Like you should right. try them now. Yeah, because then like, you're just you're a in drug 20s, person. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. before you're like thirties. Yeah. So if you're thirty five and ripping whatever you're ripping. Well, yeah, I mean, then you're just the dude who does drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's I, over. But if you're in your twenties, you're you, experimenting. Yeah, so perhaps. I experimented uh, for maybe like a couple weeks with the marijuana. Yeah. Did you enjoy marijuana? I don't. I don't like it at all. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. The people that uh, I hope you take this the right way. You and Kurt uh, uh, make comedy that I bet a lot of your fans uh, smoke a lot of weed. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> I hope so. Because they'll enjoy it's, it. More. Yeah. It's weird and fun. And I know a lot of people that make comedy for for more stoner people that don't uh, smoke pot. It's weird. So you kind of like have a natural. We, I think we're already like in that zone. Yeah. Uh, perpetually. And then, so what is it? And then you smoke. Well, I smoke pot. It when I have it, just like oh, it's such drag. Like I don't feel like I want to socialize. Yeah. I just feel it's a real downer for me. It's yeah. It's like the, my chemicals are just not made for it. And all most of the people that I love are big stoners, and mm-hmm. so I always like wish I could like partake with them, um, but I can't. Yeah, it makes me want to go home right away. Yeah, right yeah. away because you feel like you're wearing a down blanket and you're just like I gotta lie down or whatever yeah it's been like two or three times that I've had like a social pot experience but for the most part it's like I'm swallowing my tongue and I go home I don't even enjoy like watching TV stuff like, me I, neither you yeah. have to watch it again Ugh. people are like I just got baked and watched the finale of Breaking Bad and yeah. it's like what happened it's like <laughs> ah. he goes uh, Jesse and then that's all I remember Wow. <laughs> that's all I got but the people who like it I I do I, I'm a fan. I think it's um, sometimes I think it's good for people in place of like so, like an, like anti anxiety meds or something. Yeah, 
I think some people it just works for them for their chemicals in their brain and I totally. Uh, we both know people who smoke a lot of pot, oh, who are so high-functioning so and very, much. very, very creative. <laughs> so much pot. I envy it, too. I envy the abandon. Somebody that's just, like, smoking something that, like, will change them pretty good. They have a, a very high tolerance, so uh-huh. that's part yeah, of it. Yeah. But just, like, casually smoking a joint in the middle of the day, I'm like, how are you doing this? Well, because you couldn't tell if they were high or not. Yeah. Because that's the thing. With us... Like, I would never, I've, You'd like, know. unless they say something, I'm like, oh, you did? Like, I wouldn't even know that they smoked pot. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then you, but then that's the Muppet Babies thing. I remember on Muppet Babies, they were like, yeah. don't do drugs because then uh, they had, the, they were on a roller coaster and Kermit was explaining to Fozzie or Gonzo why uh-huh. you shouldn't do drugs. And then he was like, and then you have to just do drugs to feel normal. Oh, and that, and then, shit. shit. Muppet Babies. Shit. Muppet Babies. Oh, now you just Muppet scared babies. me. Why? Because now maybe my friends had to do drugs to be normal now. Oh, I, I'm not. I'm no judge or jury. You just brought up Muppet Babies. Well, Muppet Babies is judging and jurying. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Nanny is presiding. And she, <laughs> she's going to throw you in the, in the playpen. Wait, the TV show Nanny? No, oh, there was no. Nanny on Muppet Babies. Oh, but you only saw her legs, right? That's right. Isn't that creepy? Yeah. It's like Dr. Claw. You never saw his face. You just saw his hand. Oh, what show's that? Uh, mm. Inspector Gadget. Oh, yes. I'm How sorry. old are you? Uh-huh. Hmm? What? Do we not answer that? No, we can't. Are you Hollywood? 30s. 30s. <laughs> no, I'm 34. It's okay. on my Wikipedia page. It's like, I can't get it off. How's it's, that? It's on my IMDb page. I tried to go to your Wikipedia page. You didn't have one. Yes, certainly have one. I looked it up. With all um, the shawl heads out there, no, I thought up, they would be it's maintaining. Up, it's, and it's, it's well, whoever does it, actually, I met them in San Francisco, and I was like, you're doing a great job. Really? Yeah, they're really good. No citation needed. You're doing great. They're doing great. They're, like, remembering things I forgot about. That's what, that is helpful. <laughs> that is helpful. With this podcast, the, the fans are so great in remembering and, and posting, Do you like, know how to spell my name? Is that the that, I think that's what it is. I realized I spelled it S-C-H-A-A-L. Wrong. S-C-H-A-A-L. That's what I said. Yeah. What I type? I must have typed the wrong thing. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. So John Mayer fucks all these people. Yeah. Yeah. No, let's take. Let's take. Uh, I'm just looking at the illusion of show business, right? Uh, a rich comedian acting like Jay Leno, like he eats Doritos or whatever, right. and he probably does. Right. But I'm just saying, like, I'm like a good bargain. He probably does. I'm trying to think of where he would be alienated. But also, gr- young girls especially go and watch a John Mayer type. Let's say Johnny Lang. <laughs> Do you know that? who Johnny Lang is? Is that Katie Lang's brother? No, no, he's like another blues musician that didn't uh-huh. quite tip as hard as John Mayer. So people go to see a young blues musician and they're fantasizing about how, like he's singing these songs and they're like, he sings to me, I love him. And they fantasize about running off with him and being with him, I'm assuming. But like in reality, after the show, it's a penthouse and seven girls in a hot tub and let, let's play which one of you gets maloed. Yeah. So what? What is? What is so there's a there's a there's a there's a there's a, there's a uh, what's it called? Uh, a disconnector. There's a disconnect there, and there's also just like a what's it called when you go to theater? Suspension of disbelief. You're uh. like uh, believing in the character of the songs that he's singing. He's just like, uh. I just got a pickup truck, and I just want to pick you up in my pickup truck and hold your hand. Yeah, in your other hand, you're fingering Tyra. You know what I mean? Like that's Banks? that's the truth. Bangs. Oh, oh shit. shit! Sorry, I got so, Wait, so dirty. So you're saying comedians then? The suspension of belief is that is that they're like an everyman, like well, they're you. And for exa- so as soon yes. as they get success like that, it's like well, you're not me anymore. Like you don't have my life anymore. But they're for some reason we're l- willing to give musicians a pass and be like, he probably is still a decent guy, even though he's living a life completely unrelatable to mine. Mm-hmm. And also comedians, because like, uh, do you watch Louis? 
Oh, yeah. I haven't seen this new season yet. Well, I'm, th- I'm thinking about the last season where uh-huh. he tried to buy that house, and the house was like $11 million. And I was like, I love yeah, it. And he goes he to the accountant, and, and they're the, like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, you, you have $3,000 in the bank. And I was like, Louis makes $3,000 to drive from the airport uh, to the venue. Yes. You know what I mean? They pay him oh $3,000 to wait in traffic. Oh, my God. And I'm not trying to, like, out anybody. But it's I, obvious. But Come on. People like, know that. Yeah. People know. Like, it was very you, public record that he sold his own CD and made a shit ton of money. Because he gave, like, a million dollars to charity. Yeah, he's really good about that. He's very that's good about it. That's the difference between him and Leno. It's like, it's... Well, it's, one of many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it. Oh. 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 It's like, it's like he, he knows people know he has a lot of money, but he will... I don't know. That's why I... I don't know. Whatever. It's everybody's own business. It doesn't matter. It is everybody's own business. There, there's a funny Chris Rock quote. If it's a Chris Rock, if it's something he said, it's a quote. Oh, is that what we call That's him? That's how famous he is. <laughs> it's his own thing. Quote Chris Rock. <laughs> These are my favorite Chris Rock quotes. <laughs> he said that Adam Sandler is worth like a billion dollars and he wears sweatpants and t-shirts every day. Uh-huh. He's like, if I dress that way, people would think I was homeless. Uh-huh. And he, he's making it a race thing. Yeah. Black Black dudes do tend to... Dress a little sharper, I think. Yeah, I agree. Counteracting, whereas Louie is always wearing the same. What can I? What I can tell the same black T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Downplaying. Anyway, let's talk about the text that you sent me. Okay. Hmm. Rich stopped listening. Uh, I was thinking oh, about it. Of course it. he did. Like maybe he never started. I'd like. <laughs> he seems like a. How are you guys? Are you guys your own people? Yeah. How much are you blending into one person? I'm so interested in this. How much are you maintaining you boundaries over you? And this yeah. is like, this is my stuff. And uh, Rich is his stuff. And like, I let Rich into the fence and we play. And then like, <laughs> then when I'm not with Rich, how sad, like you were just in Scotland because yeah. Rich was writing on my show and he's so unbelievably forever. I'll be indebted to him. Stayed with me to work on my pilot and not go. To, I know, but not it meant a lot to me Aww. and not go uh, with you to Scotland, not you and Kurt to Scotland writing with you guys. Uh-huh. Um, so you spend time apart. And then yeah. after that, you went to New York and that's more time apart. And mm-hmm. like, I never saw Rich being like, oh, my pookie is gone. <laughs> like, what, what's wrong, buddy? <laughs> it's just my pookie's gone. But that to me doesn't feel like he's not in love. No one would say that. But like, it seems like you guys seem calm about it. You're not freaking out. You trust each other. Is that it? Yeah. Hey, do you yeah, trust each it. other? Yeah. Ah! Yeah, we do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy about that. Yeah, it's totally fine to be to um to because I'm gonna I go on the road a lot and stuff and it, it, the thing is he was having so much fun working on your show that well. I I think that was a good distraction. It was a good distraction. I'm sure it was yeah. much uh, would have been much more. Difficult. I got a lot less um, I miss you emails on uh, that trip than usual. <laughs> missing's good, but like not existing when the other person isn't oh. there is is is, is sounds kind of like Trouble City. Yeah, that just sounds like you uh, need more out of the relationship than than what the relationship should be. It seems to me like it might be tricky to date you. Now, uh, for those of you who don't know, Rich is your is your fiancé. He is my fiancé. For two more weeks. I know. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, yeah. We already talked about that. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be very, very exciting uh, when you guys get married. But uh, he dates you, and you are uh, a recognizable person from Toy Story 3. That's right. Toy Story 3 is just like, I get <laughs> most, it. Most people are stopping you on the street. chasing me down the grocery store, okay? <laughs> You were a Triceratops in Toy Story 3. I was. But yeah. you're in the flight of the uh, the Flying Concord. Yeah, the Flying Concord. You were in the pilot of Mad Men. Yeah. Penelope, oh. Princess of Pets. Oh, that one is... Oof, People man. into that big time. Yeah, oh, man. What That's a big audience. one? Yeah, like, is that... I think it was like 900 views on YouTube. Go! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then, I mean, what is the thing the most? Is it Flight of the Concords? Flight of the Concords, for sure, number one. That one is the biggest one. And then occasionally The Daily Show. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, and also The Daily Show. There you go, there you yeah. go. Are people ever to, like to you the way you were to, the, to Brit? No. No? No. Nobody's going Everybody's real crazy? Everybody's really sweet. Everybody's sweet and yeah. nice? How, yeah. how diplomatic of you. Oh, no, we really are, I, I, I believe I, you. I believe you. <laughs> I believe you completely. But is that, is that taxing on the relationship at all? Rich doesn't seem like he would care. Oh, um, no. He's, he's pretty mellow. And it's not, it's not taxing at all. It's just occasionally it's like, um, you know, if you're out in public or whatever, he'll occasionally stop and get a picture. That's all it is. Is that really? That's all it is. Yeah, and that's and it's not always that way either. Like you mean, for the most part, it's not that way. It's more normal. Um, yeah, it just depends on where we are. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I I walked around the Beverly Center all day today. No problem. Nobody cared. I feel like LA takes pride in in not stopping. Is people. that right? Because yeah, I, I thought New York thing. took pride, but now I'm starting to wonder. Like it happens. Maybe more there's in New York? just more people in New York or something. Yeah, I mean that's your numbers game. Yeah. You go to Times Square. It's going to be a problem. Yeah. You go to the M&M store, it's yeah. going to be a problem. And oh. not just because they have high-calorie snacks. You know what? They don't have the naked cowboy anymore. Or they do have the naked cowboy, but there's a naked Indian. What? Yeah, a naked Indian. Is that his rival? Full headdress, um, tiny, tiny boxers, or boxer briefs, 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 I guess. Are they in bed together? Great are ass. In, are they in wigwam together? I don't know, but I all I know is because there's a naked cowgirl, I, and there what? was a big like lawsuit about it. Why? Was she topless? Um, no, she was just like, you know, she was like scantily clad cowgirl with a guitar, like the naked cowboy. And he's like, that's my, that's mine. Oh, yeah. I saw him on Moral Court. Yeah. I really did. Okay. Okay. What's, wait, what is that? It's a television show where he like sued somebody. Oh, yeah. But it also just like made him more popular. Good. In my Good. mind. That's how <laughs> I was first, first introduced to the naked cowboy. Yeah. And then it went to... Um, is it weird if I drink vodka? Yeah. Is it, am I that boring? No, no, no. I've been, I've been having postpartum depression. That's what... Uh, oh, you're going through some slump right now. Uh-huh. Mm. Oh, it's like when a play ends and you're so sad. It really is. Yeah, dude. So I'm not going to drink this whole thing, but just a little, little, little taste. Is I used to say you're really... You're in a, yeah. You're but a your day, your, I don't, don't want to change the subject. No, we'll, I we'll do. Go, uh, we'll <laughs> go back to Rich and you. Yeah. I, I want to talk all I love relationships I love hearing oh, about good, successful good, good. relationships and from what I can tell you guys are the best but real quick yeah working with Rich so the show the pilot that we just taped which I'm so just happy about really happy can we see it? it oh you can come and watch it anytime okay anytime uh, so it took six months it took me six months it took Rich two months yeah. like he was working on the show uh, before that it was like four months of planning me and my uh, producer and the pitching and all that sort of stuff so it was like six months and I'm just guessing that number of me kind of just ingesting the idea yeah. and then you shoot it out of yeah. your comedy vagina in two days yep. and then and then the next day the set is gone uh, you know what I mean so I'll thank you I for empathizing because the one of the worst things about it Nobody wants to hear this story. Like, like, get out of here. You got to make a pilot, you oh. fucking lucky piece of shit. And I agree. But, like, it doesn't change the fact that I'm walking around like camps over. It's totally tough, So man. rough. It's almost, it's almost even rougher than it when, let's say, oh, heaven forbid, you get the news that they're not picking it up. Right. Then at least you're just like, okay, chapter closed. Yeah. 
Um, that sucked. What did I learn? And I'm going to uh-huh. get him next. Here we go. How I got lovely this new thing and, and I'm starting it up. Yeah, that's right. I, well, I've had, I've had so many projects not go. I'm sure you have. <laughs> or you get excited about it and, and it's over and what, what, what is one? Killer. This really is helpful to me and it might be helpful to people that put a lot of their effort into one thing and then had it go away in a, man, a manner yeah. of speaking. Uh, Mulaney was telling me that every season of SNL – that the Monday after the last show, oh. just like he'd have it for weeks. He, I don't know if he said weeks, but yeah. I've had it for weeks. I've yeah. just, and it's not the worst feeling. It's not like I'm non-functioning, but there's a little bit of that sad Charlie Brown song playing all the Absolutely. time. Absolutely, you you are like going through some grief, man. That, and you really are, your body doesn't know what grieving. it is. You're grieving. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. What was that? What were your experiences? Well, I mean, for. Like, definitely when Flight of the Concords was over, it was Wasn't like... Wasn't that their call? That was their call. Yeah. That was all them. But it was like... You want another... Uh, you like, want to do another one, Brit? Uh, <laughs> that, that was good. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> what a fun day. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't want to... It was so much work. Yeah. And, I mean, they didn't need to do any more. And they kind of maybe have some of that Aussie... You know, let's be like They're the from Brits. New Zealand. And, oh, I, that's right. New Zealand. I'm sorry. God. I knew that. It's like a big part of the show. I know. The show that I love. Like, and I just call them Aussie. Maybe you don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I totally do. But they want to, like, kind of the British thing where they want to go out on the top. Like, you do 12 yeah, episodes of The Office. Yeah, I think that's pretty smart. I mean, they definitely, whatever they did, they left everybody wanting more. That's absolutely They're all true. their fans, at least. So well, They could do a special or something? I think something. they could do a movie, and I could be in it, and that would be great. 385. What does it take to get in this business? <laughs> We're in it and it's fun, but you always want more. Yeah, so um, where, when did you find out? How did you find out? Did you know while you were filming, too, that there wouldn't be a three? Well, I did notice that people weren't um, talking about a third season. Oh. Whereas, like, in the second, first season, everyone would just be like, well, we could do that in the second in the season. You know, like, right. ideas would come up. And then this one, I was, like, really tight-lipped about, well, what was going to happen in the third season. <laughs> I noticed. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, they're, like, keeping this top secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then I didn't hear anything, and then I finally had to just email um, James Bobin, and he was like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry, but it's over. Mm. And I was like, shoot. It was sad. But and- but that's that's a bigger thing. Like I, I think, like, a pilot, too, is, is even worse, though. Like, what, I mean, just, like, well, you, pe- you never get to see it. You haven't gotten to really feel it. Like, you got to be on stage hosting. How, did that, how was that, by the way? It was great. Thank did you have an audience, like a studio it audience? It was all weirdos. Thank you, weirdos. <gasps> all people that listen to the show. It was amazing. Uh-huh. It was, like, 250 people for three shows. Uh-huh. Uh, and going out, it, it, was, it was, it's too much. I don't want to talk about it. No, I get it. <laughs> man like this is the thing like they've gotta let you do that show Uh, you're so perfect for this that is so sweet of you to say I so thoroughly enjoyed it I've been to a lot of pilot things and and, and they're often very tense and I wanted to make sure that this wasn't tense that it would be you were also the boss I was the boss that's like Rich was like, "Well, Pete's my boss," and I was like, "That's too weird." I know it is so but, weird. But he's like, "But he's the best boss," and I was if like, he oh, could "Okay, get a, okay." If he <laughs> could get a glimpse into my mind, I'm thinking like, "Rich is my boss." You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying so hard <laughs> as somebody who I guess you know is a boss to a certain extent. I guess I was the boss. You kind were the of. boss, Pete. Yeah. I never really 
think I acted like a boss, but like I, I wanted everyone else's approval very badly. And then that started to kind of mature into something where I was like, we need to, we need to all be in the service of this one type of comedy, which is, which is my favorite kind. And then you see Rich was amazing at adapting and figuring out how to write for my voice and stuff. Yeah. Just so amazing. But yeah, I guess that was it. And it, this is what it was, is I've had dreams where I've, I've explained this to like, I'm talking to Conan or something and I'm just like, Actually, I was talking to Letterman for some reason. I have a lot of sh- embarrassing show business dreams. We've uh-huh. talked about this on the show. Uh, and I was talking to Letterman, and I was like, it's the weirdest world where if I said I need a duck on roller skates, like an hour uh. later, there's three ducks, three different kinds of ducks. with three One's on roller blades. One's on, and they're just like, which of these ducks do you want for your bit? Yeah. And then Letterman in the dream stood up and went, it's the only way to live. And he walked away. Uh, and I was just wow. like, Letterman. What? Letterman. But of course, in that dream, I'm Letterman. I'm all the characters. You know what I mean? I love that feeling of like, like just when you played along with me and thought my uh, Brit impression was okay, impression was okay. (laughs) I want people to play along. So all it was was summer camp. It's a place where a good attitude and participation was rewarded. And everybody just showed up and was like happy to be there. And we got to take what we worked on and show it to an audience. It was, it was, it was very, very, very close to what I would consider like a heaven, heavenly feeling, which I say, uh, for fear of sounding naive, I know it's hard work and stuff. Yeah. That eventually it would like be very, very difficult. But doing the pilot was difficult and very, very fun. Now, this is what you have to do, Pete, because it's like clear that you're like destined to be a host of a show. So, no, I don't know. You just, you have to promise me and you can just like put a, a you know, put like a, a you know, a bookmark in this podcast okay. chapter. That when you are doing it, like just remember how fun it was at the beginning before you had the show. Well, that's what I'm. And keep that feeling yeah. for your whole career. Well, it's isn't like it? love, isn't it? Sure, sure. It's like love. It's yeah. very, very difficult. Falling in love, wanting someone when they don't want you, it doesn't get any better. Right now, I'm dating TBS. You know what I mean? <laughs> if we walked on a boardwalk and TBS grazed my hand and I was like, maybe I'm going <laughs> to. Hold TBS's hand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It would thrill me more than like an upside down 69 in an elevator. You know uh-huh, what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> whatever, whatever people are doing. I don't know what sex is. I'm just saying like I've been thinking about that lately. Like courtship is, is the premium. That's the white heat when everything's new. Will this work? It worked. And then, you know, even like a year in, I was just thinking about the concept of one year anniversary. It's like you're dating yeah. somebody and then it's a year later and you go and it's like you're realizing like a year ago I was afraid to kiss you. Like we had never kissed and we went to some yeah. Italian place. And now like I kiss you without thinking about it. And then at two years, like I'm not saying, how long have you and Rich been dating? Oh, four and a half, five. That's great. Uh-huh. I would have thought less by, by how you guys are. And I mean, oh, I mean nice. that as a compliment because oh, you still light up. And you, so you're doing your late night uh, show with Rich and remaining enthusiastic about it. And that's one of the challenges of life. It you is. get what you it want. Is. Yeah. You get like Walter White on Breaking Bad. No spoilers. You get what you want. And all of a sudden you're just like, this is what I wanted. You know uh, what I mean? A hundred percent. I mean, that's part of the reason why Rich and this is not Rich's part, but he was he had this conversation with John Stewart because he'd been writing for The Daily Show for almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this is everything I wanted. And now I've done it. And it's yeah. a scary feeling. Do you think there's something, too, that I noticed from, you know, being on TV a little bit here and there? There's something very, it's almost like a drug to be on TV. Yes. You get addicted to it. And yes. If you're not on TV, if you're not, like, in the in the public eye. Right. 
not in a TMZ way, but just on t- like your career's like in people's faces all the time. Right. Like you feel like despondent. Like, I, be- I bet that's that right. Weird. Well, Jason Alexander doing KFC commercials. <laughs> I've always wondered. I was like, this guy's made of money. Why is yeah. he doing? Because he wants to be on TV, and I, I, I they want to be on TV. Yeah, I worry about that. I guess you definitely have that <laughs> addiction. I can tell. It's a pri- though. Here's the counter argument. Because you always want to be on stage. I do. Yeah. Is that you how you think about all me? the time? I do. Sh- I do do. I do a lot. You of just shows. have to. Well, it's funny because in my host part of depression, I've uh, doing shows is no longer optional. I have to do shows. To like, feel better. To feel better. It makes me feel better. Isn't that what is what is happening? I would say that it's a privilege to be addicted to what you do. Is it? Yeah. And you are. Yeah. What's your time limit? What do you mean? When do you get the blues if you stop doing shows or whatever? Oh, um, I you know what? Do you have all a the record? time, all the time. Oh, really? Like oh, my dream now is I just because I get to do these really fun shows. Like luckily, like Bob's Burgers is kind of regular, right? But it's like it's like an, you know, oh, me, hey. it's like one day a right? week, right? Which is good. <laughs> uh, I was trying to do mints. Oh, you want to Didn't you say someone at your party was like Dan Mintz is having a party? And I was like. Wait, having a party like now nobody and throws a party like me <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to get crazy i can't do it it's because i had one drink one drink I can't one do drink high five high five yeah you're all... please keep going so okay, yeah. being addicted and and you get blue very quickly I get, well what i what i would like what i've always wanted is and this is everyone in the grass is always greener they think i'm an idiot but i sure. i want a regular gig man like i want to come to work just like you're doing like five days a mm-hmm. week and I want, of course, you want, and the reason you hold out is you want it to be a show that you love. Right. And that doesn't come along very often. Are you turning things down? No. <laughs> no. You are. You have $80,000 and you're turning things down. <laughs> I saw the pile of scripts with no scrawled and lipstick on them. No. <laughs> I wish. I wish I was at that point. But, but anyways, you know, that's what I want. I want a family, a family, like a community that I go talk to. And when you do comedy and stuff, you're, it's very lonely. Yeah. Um, but that's what I want. How um, how is it lonely? You mean the the grind of it, the touring and the It's just your freelance. Like you don't have an office. You yeah. you go and you book gigs and occasionally you'll make money off a gig and then you'll right. be fine for a while and then you, you know you come to these shows at night. So you can see people for a little bit at night, but your whole day is very uh mm-hmm. you're like Rich goes to the office and I get up and I'm like I'm going to write. Which is yeah. such a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're not going to yeah. write. You're yeah. going to hate yourself for not writing. That's what I'm going to do right. I, almost every day until it's like too late and then i like write something really you do yeah so at the end you pull it out i try to well i'm i might just be saying that on the podcast (sighs) i look better good i defended john mayer (laughs) just because he's famous (laughs) we're all we're all doing things we're not proud of i'm not proud of it but that that's you know you're really touching on it it's like you we want to take this atypical life this wild this chaos and turn it typical and then turn it a little yeah, bit typical yeah, yeah. we want our cake and eat it too yeah. we're these renegades and we're lighting matches on our on our beard scruff and we're smoking cigars yeah. and we're going to a, a truck stop and starting a fight and winning with a pool cue and it's great and then we want to go home to our wife betty and and oh. eat a apple fritter i just want like like i'll jump in like to 30 rock and jump into like a movie for like two days yeah and i just i can just feel it's like oh you guys are like a family yeah. here like you and i'll like try really hard i'll like learn everybody's names like right. on the crew and stuff yeah. and then it's like the two days are up and i'm like okay well uh goodbye everybody it's been really fun you got a little <laughs> taste of, of community yeah yeah you got a yeah. little taste of heaven 
Yeah, that's what it that's was. Heaven. I hugged I everyone. It's heaven. It is. We all join it in is. for one purpose. Everybody is like content with their with their place and things, and you're making something that's greater than yourselves uh, to entertain yeah. more people than just yourselves. Yeah. But you're having fun, and then and then the withdrawal of that is very difficult. It's, it's very painful to have seen that. And like my stage manager, we're like hugging backstage before the shows. I haven't hugged Steve since. You know what I mean? Like, I haven't even seen the guy. Yeah, that guy's probably on to his, like, fourth job at this point. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's, he's, he's Conan's stage manager, so oh, he's back yeah, with Coney. So he's he's back, back hugging Coney. Coney? Yeah. But, uh, Coney Island. But uh, it, it's difficult. We, we crave uh, that structure. I've, I've done that, too, where you uh, – not, not just with the pilot, but, like, if I've been on a shoot and you go there every day – it's summer camp again. And that's mm-hmm. why the pain is exactly like not being at summer camp yeah. anymore. So you want, what do you want? Your own? I would love to have my own show. You're like the Chris and Shaw show or, or a show you know, where you're playing I, someone else? Yes, yeah, so I think it may be. Either one. I never thought I'd want a Chris and Shaw show until I saw you having so much fun doing a Pete Holmes show. And I'm like, well, why, why have I always? Yeah. That looks great. That would be good prophecy. You were like, who's your number one competitor? Is it you? Oh, my God. We would compete so hard. I would love to compete with my oh friends. God. I really would. I would kill you. Yeah! I would bring you down. <laughs> but I would, no, I would love to do a show, too, like... But I always, I always want to be part of an ensemble. I just think I enjoy watching ensembles yeah. more than any other kind of show. And yeah, um, but yeah, it'd be nice to create that. I have some ideas, but I just need to not move and then get married in the next and then and then completely pitch, understandable. Pitch. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to talk about ensemble versus solo. That's interesting to me. But I'm also interested in. Uh, I'm sorry to be so bald here. It's a writer's term. Oh. It's a writing term. What does that mean? Just like... Uh, Saying it, obviously. Oh. Yeah. That's okay. Why would you want to trick me? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, but I go, what I'm wondering is if you and Rich want to have kids. Oh, yeah, Yeah, right? I, I'm just... I'm not going to... No, it's I'm not okay. going to wait for it there. to come up because I've been thinking about it because you say your family... And then we're talking about the structure, the, the, the going in at nine and being done at five. Oh, right. Like, you can do it. You can do it. Yeah. I've, I've had show business jobs where we were done at five. Yeah, you know what I mean? And yeah. it's amazing. It's the SNL schedule, but instead of starting work at like 8 p.m., let's just start at 8 a.m. Right. And instead of being done at 5 a.m., we'll be done at 5 p.m. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's possible. And if you're the boss... You know what I mean? Then you you can dictate that. That's true. And you can be like, I'm calling this. Yeah. And if you had kids, you could be like, that's how it's going to be. We're done at five no matter what. Right. Because well, I have to be with my fam. I think Tina Fey, did you read Bossy Pants? No, but I heard it's great. It is. It is good. She's, I read, I read it in like one sitting because I, I just love her. Mm. Oh, it's out there. No, it's fine. You know, she gets it. Like being the boss and having kids. Like if people are tired, uh, because you know they were up all night with a sick kid. Like every, like she gets it. Not. Which she I thought has. That was kids? really sweet. She has two kids. Yeah. Uh-huh. But that was one thing that I like. Like production for the sixth season of um, Thirty Rock went late because she gave birth in August. Mm-hmm. And so it got pushed back. And the same thing with Polar, too, for The for baby Parks got pushed back? No, the show. The show baby. <laughs> the, the, the same thing happened for Amy Polar, too. And I'm sure it's happened for, uh, like, Christina Apple. I know people who are very powerful in the business and are ladies are now in a position where they can actually um, dictate the production schedule around having a baby. And that is so You have to get to that so level. So powerful. Yeah, you got to get to that level. Yeah, I can't. Where is that any, any Tom, Dick, and Harry in there's show no, There's only, like, a... Like, Five people in showbiz that can do that, right. you know, Oprah. female. 
Yeah. <laughs> but Ultra I Tina Fey. It's like huge. It's huge. Is a woman like watching that? Like I've been in shows, you know, where it's like the man, the leads are men and their wives are all having babies like in a week while they like continue yeah. to work. Yep. And I'm like, you have a career because you don't have to like, you have it all, you know. Yeah. And then to see women able to actually have it all is so awesome. Yeah. And I don't think that'll happen to me in time but if it did that'd be great because you'd like to have kids before i mean i you know i, I mean have you thought about it i don't want to put you on oh the no no i've thought about it i i would have to have kids in you know the next decade or less actually much less <laughs> oh, 34. 34 yeah i have to have them the next like five years right i to, think to I be think safe five six years yeah so and in, in that time i don't see myself being the boss of any show you never know, though. You never yeah, know. you never know. Um, but at the same time, it would be nice to be. It, yeah, it would be nice to be able to have both. That's that would be nice, and I, and seeing women have both. Yeah, is is really. Um, but it's so rare. Like you're saying, it's only four or five people, and like any I guy know, in show business <laughs> can have like a terrible t- TV show. And if I was cruel, I'd think of some example. And like he could knock his wife up and still continue to shoot terrible show, and we yeah. all laugh at it. Yeah, uh, which is crazy. I know that it is crazy, and I think it, it might be part of the reason why there are more shows with with men on it. Maybe I think that's one I of those know. unthought of lizard brain things where we're like, even, no matter how uh, powerful, I'm about to maybe say something that offends me, is this but no matter be sexist, I don't know. You tell me, marshal me. Okay. No matter how powerful a woman is, mm-hmm. that's why when Hillary Clinton was like running for president, everyone's like, is there going to be a war every thirty days? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Because there is that 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 is sexist. You yes. know what I'm saying? Oh, 100%. Like women lose their minds on their periods or whatever. Yeah. But really, what, what, what is a period about? A period's about babies. So, like, we're kind of thinking, you know, it's in the business. It's in the factory. It's the baby factory. It's the baby's factory uh, discharge. And then, <laughs> oh, God. And so, like, no matter how powerful a woman is, you're like, if she got pregnant, she'd be on her ass. Like, that would take her out of things a little bit, at least towards the end. Um, would it though? I mean, would it for I actually for don't being know. behind the camera? Yes, it would. Yeah, but, uh, I'm yeah. thinking of show business certainly in politics. But for of. politics, I don't think so. I mean, you what could you, people work right up until the day they give birth, and let's face it, giving birth is so hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> actually, it would be kind of nice to know we had a president that was like, I just blasted a nine pound eight ounce baby. Yeah. out of my hoop. Oh, well, I think that was part of the lure of Sarah Palin. She blasted five babies out of her, yeah. out of her hoot, yeah, out of who. Um, <laughs> and she's just like, and she's like, you know, and go fuck yourselves for it, like yeah. I'll do it again, you know. And right. it's like, okay, well, there's some things about her that were very appealing for if if she wasn't against women. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. I was one of those conflicted guys that was kind of attracted to her. Oh, I remember sure, being kind man. of like, why do I want to fuck this hawk woman? <laughs> well, I remember I remember hating her like more than I'd ever hated any politician. And this includes like Bush and Cheney, who you should I yeah. should have more hate for yeah, them. Yeah. Like, they've done more damage than Palin has had had a chance to do. Yeah. But I was so angry because it was the first time that a female had been in so, such spotlight except for uh, Clinton, who was, you know, shat on so much. And I was like, oh, my God, she's getting like airtime. People are talking about her, thinking about her. She, she's actually running for VP. This is the first time since Geraldine Ford. And it's so exciting. And she sucks. Mm. And I'm so <laughs> mad. It's like <laughs> we got one and she sucks. And yeah. I maybe hate her more than I think she deserved my hate. Like, right. But like I really did. I, I came to terms with that. It's like you hate her so much. Right. Because she's let you down. 
um, you know, for well, a lifetime of, yeah. of the patriarchal society. That's not her fault necessarily, you know, that she's just who she is uh, right. unapologetically. And she's a con artist. Rich always had a joke that you'd go to their house in Alaska and it would just be like a phone instead of like no furniture, you know, like those difficult... Like, you mean just like a, a house phone sitting yeah, in the floor? Yeah, I've got like the cords because... Oh, because it's all a facade. Oh, yeah. She just working it to get the money and run, you know? You think so? Oh, yeah. I thought, I got to think she's working it to get her uh, underground bunker space beneath the Denver airport and passage <laughs> to the lizard people planet. <laughs> money? Why, why money is he... so boring. Uh, you don't the... want money. You want power. Maybe. The DIA, that's where it is? Denver International Airport? Oh, yeah. The, you I mean the airport that? shaped like a swastika? It is not. It's shaped like the Rocky Mountains. Yeah, it is. That's why there's those peaks. Well, are you cereal? I am cereal. Are you I'm being from there. Right now? I'm from there. I've never Can heard this. Can we get an aerial image of the Denver I've airport? I've never heard this. We'll get ready to Sig Heil because it's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, it's voluntarily happening. You can't help it. But I see it's lots of good. You know what's interesting about that is there. Uh, I don't want to get too heavy here. Oh, here we're looking at it. There it is. There's our swastika. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They had to draw. They're drawing it out across planes that aren't even connected to the airport, guys. No, this right here. Oh, you mean that's the runways? Yeah, those are the runways. I disagree. Those guys. are the runways. Runways. Do you believe this, kid? I can tell you're into this. It's one of the more fun conspiracies. <laughs> well, that one, that one really helped. That just yeah. is a swastika. Yeah, that's a swastika. Katie, over why is that your homepage? <laughs> 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 you know, it's a weird thing, a weird phenomenon. <laughs> that I'll interject about the Holocaust that won't be too dark is that uh, <laughs> there, was this, uh, there was this account of this guy. It's, it's, this, it's the power of people agreeing, okay? And this is weird. Is that he said uh, his, his great-grandfather or his grandfather was in uh, camp and when he would have to come, he was one of those camps or, or they were being held somewhere where Hitler was giving a speech or something. He was near it, enough to it. I might uh-huh. be butchering the story. I'm sorry. Either it was being played on the radio or it, they were near Hitler. And all, so tens of thousands of Nazi soldiers were there, and they were hiling Hitler. And the, and the ga- grandfather said it took all of his strength standing there at attention as a prisoner to not also heil Hitler. Not at 0.00 yeah, infinity yeah. agreed, enjoyed, liked Hitler. But it was just the power of seeing so many humans, so many mammals – that share like yeah. so much stuff of us, like just on a code level to not join them. See, I think that's the whole Nicki Minaj thing. That's and the, the well, that's the everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why like, I brought why it up. Are we? <laughs> I don't, I don't want to talk about the Holocaust, but there is something happening there. Yeah, yeah. People love agreement, and well, people you know love be- belonging to Coca Cola. People belong, yeah, to or like whatever. Britney Spears. Remember when I remember when Britney Spears came out and she was, you know, the girl next door, and that was her appeal. I remember that. And then it was like the first. I think for me in my life, the, and maybe ever it was the first time that like a machine just like you know just propaganded her in your brain everywhere you turn and all of a sudden i remember thinking i first saw it i'm like oh there's a girl she's a singer cool and then like you know months down the line i'm like britney spears beautiful she's the most beautiful girl she's and i'm like why am i what yeah and it's like oh because it was it was blazed into me yeah that's that's one of those brilliant things where i was like uh, again, Mad Men, sorry. No problem. But on a later season of Mad Men, not your season. <laughs> on a later season <laughs> where Peggy's on that date with the boy from Brooklyn. Uh-huh. And she goes, so you drive a truck. Remember that date? No. He's real. She's real shitty to him because she's like fancy now. And uh, he goes, well, you know, 
advertising's fine, I guess, but it doesn't work on me. She's like, well, we wouldn't be any good at it if you thought it worked on you or something. And it's like, it does work. On the ride here, I passed an iPad billboard. And I was like, you're not going to get me iPad. Ten minutes later, I was like, why don't I get an iPad? You know what I mean? Like, I felt it working. I felt it work. You it don't worked. want an iPad, by the way. I don't? I got, I, they gave us one at the Daily Show. I gave, I re-gifted it. It's like, you got an iPhone, you got an iPad. That's what I feel. I have an if iPad. If you want to write there. a script, yeah. you need your computer. So. Exactly. I, yeah, I, I, I might agree. Here's what it is, is I get an iPad, and then I'm like, oh, this is like a new treasure. This is a new thing worth living for. That's really what I want to oh, buy. Oh, wow. I, I, if you could, if I could this, pay you. You are sad, this guy. <laughs> No, no, no. I, th- I think that is a sad thought. I think you're absolutely right. But I, that's not a typical thought. But you do have stuff like that. Oh, I have. I get, uh, a, what is it, retail uh, therapy all the time. I, I do that. I, when I was in my postpartum depression, I was like, I'm going to go and uh, buy some pants I don't need or whatever. Is that what you're talking about? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then you, you, do feel, this? you feel a rush after you buy it. You feel a rush mm-hmm. because you feel what powerful. You feel in like control. you have this new thing, especially with clothes, and you can imagine wearing it and having a great day. Future. You yep. can see your future. I was like, oh, I'm going to put this on. I'm going to have a great day in it. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that weird? No, it's not weird uh, at all. In fact, you just broke down. All those other clothes I have, I've had terrible days in uh, <laughs> I've never had it. I've only tried these on in a fun store with a music playing. Yeah. <laughs> this, me and these bands have a lot of history together, and it's all good. Yeah. That's fucking true, man. Mm-hmm. Same with a car. I know you just bought a car. Yeah. What kind of car did you get? I got a Toyota. Toyota. I got a Camry Toyota hybrid. Camry. Uh, yeah. And this right. is not, uh, car ads did nothing for me because living in New York and I never looked at them. Sure. And I just kind of came here and like, you know, trial, I just had to get a car because, uh, you know, you have to have right. one. And, um, the, the, but it was word of mouth for cars. I was told that, well, my mom and dad had a Toyota for 10 years and they never had to take it in. And that was pretty. That was pretty convincing. And then, as far as hybrids, I knew I wanted a hybrid, and Toyota does it the best, um, from what I know. Well, they make the Prius as well. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So, and then can uh, I ask you a question? Yeah. Does it have like a, an obnoxious screen going like we're transferring the power to the wheels now? Oh, it, it I hate doesn't, those screens. Yeah, I think so. I haven't ch- tr- turned mine on. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't started it. Like I haven't turned it on. I actually need to read the manuals. <laughs> It, wait, have you not driven? You've driven it. I've driven it without reading the manuals. <laughs> okay, but was there a screen that you remember? You drove it here no, today. This, it'll it'll have that screen on there. Oh, okay. They all have them. I don't want that screen. I hate that screen. Oh, well, you don't have to have it, obviously. I mean, Is that true? You can turn it off? Oh, of course you, gotta you read can the turn manuals. it off. I don't think you can. You can definitely turn it you off. You definitely can. He goes, why are you turning it off? You're <laughs> transferring the power to the screen. <laughs> such an annoying. Who cares? Oh, the power is going like to the wheels it. now. People like it, man. Who? Kurt. Kurt. Kurt like would turn it on when we were in Colorado driving my mom and dad's Prius um, when we were weddings doing wedding stuff. And yeah, he just like turned it on and stared at it the whole like, ride. Like we couldn't go anywhere unless that screen was on for him. Well, he's a weirdo. <laughs> he's he told he's me one weird, weird thing about you. I oh, texted yeah? him. I was yeah? like, "What can I ask Kristen about?" Uh-huh. And he said that you worked at FAO Schwartz. Yeah, that's that is what people know. I this? said that on David Letterman. Yeah, you did this on yeah, Letterman, yeah, but yeah. you now you can swear and you can talk <laughs> about drugs you did. Drugs. I did shotgun a beer once <laughs> before my shift. I like shot. Oh, you mean when you were at FAO Schwartz? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you do at I FAO had to Schwartz? Get through it. I was. Let's a- have the version of the conversation where there isn't a huge crowd waiting for you to be funny. Um, I, had, yeah, I had to be a character actor there. And Kurt said you took it way too serious. No. I, he said you were fired. Oh, uh, I did get fired, yeah. For taking it I too serious? I got laid off, all right? No, not for taking it, because I, I wasn't be serious enough. So you were acting a fool. Yeah. What was your character? Pen, uh, p- uh, Penelope. No. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Peppermint Swiss. 
Ms. Peppermint Twist. Yeah. Shit canned. That is the only weird fact that Kurt had on me. That's what I, I and I said. If you think of anything, I look. I said thank you so much. That's great. If you think of anything else, I can turn my phone on and see, and see if. He yeah, me. that's like he knows so much about me. That's something from like nine years ago. Well, I mean, I did text him kind of last minute. You did. Mm. Are you now? How close are you with Kurt? I love Kurt very much. He's yeah. one of those people that I'm just very close. I was close to him kind of instantly. In New York. In New York. I, in, in my phone, because uh, I don't know how to spell brown oler. Just, <laughs> oh, says, so you guys are tight. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I know how to spell your name. I got it right. I don't know if you do. S-C-H-A-A-L. Uh, it says Kurt Hot Tub, because that's the name. <laughs> Because that's the name of the show you you guys did. It was Kurt Hot Tub. Sometimes my phone doesn't come in right away. Well, wait. So there it is, Kurt Hot Tub. <laughs> Anything else hits you before we record at four thirty? Let me know. Oh, nothing. Nothing. Now, so how long were you in New York for two years? No, I was in New York for about seven and a half years. Oh, you were. Uh huh. Where did we meet? I don't know. That's what's so weird. I can't remember where we met, but I remember you at shows. Like Rafifi and stuff? Like all the shows. All the good shows? Yeah, but we never really hung out. Like, we never, like, went to Vilselka or anything in New York. I remember Vilselka. Mm-hmm. Vilselka? Vilselka, right? yeah. Vilselka. Uh, it's like a Polish place? Yeah, uh, no. They had, like, sausage and stuff. Yeah, they did, but it wasn't, it was Ukrainian. Ukrainian. Yeah. I think of all of that area as Poland. Sure. <laughs> and I'm Lithuanian. I should really be able to pick Are out which is which. Are you 100%? No, my mom is, though, so I'm like. 50% Lithuanian. 50 Lithy. Uh-huh. And the rest is Irish and white bread. White bread. So potato on bread. Oh, my God. <laughs> what are you? You're German. 50. 50 germ. And then the other, that is up for grabs. It's a grab bag? It's a mystery. <coughs> That's why I like to, people think I'm Jewish. I'm just going to let them because who knows what really? happened on that There family might be a line. sprinkle. It's all very question marky. It would be great to have a sprinkle of the, of the chosen in there. I agree, man. Like, great, great sense of humor. It's, uh, yeah. Typically, these are positive stereotypes, but you know, like, like well read. <laughs> look, look at Katie's <laughs> pen- pensive Jewish face. <laughs> I, I'm claiming it as mine. I have no right. Yeah. But I asked, and there's a there's like a line of it's like, what is it? What are, what are we? And then it's like Polish is in in there, and I'm like, what else? Uh, we don't know. Uh, you know, and it's like, well, let me just make it up then. Yeah. Make a grab bag of your choice. Yeah. All the intellectuals I knew growing up in Boston seemed to be Jewish. Mm-hmm. All the families that like talked and like discussed books they had all read. <laughs> Those I'm, were all the Jewish I'm families. I'm always jealous of, of Jewish families because they, they really do keep up with tradition and they respect it so much. Well, they got the, they got the tradition. You're absolutely yeah. right. They have a sense of history. Yeah. Not all of them. We can't paint with too broad no, of a brush. No, but like, but it, it's like... I don't know if if there's like if they take time off for a holiday or they have this thing. I, I feel like in our community, the entertainment world, they are not judged. It's not. It's like, oh yeah, of course you have to go for right. You know this thing, that thing, and and but if you're a Christian in this community, I think it's because everyone knows their holidays are so boring. <laughs> Nobody's like, I gotta get to Rosh Hashanah because it is the bomb. Yeah. I can't wait to eat some horseradish <laughs> to remember the plight of my people. I want to go to a seder. I do too. Never invited. So, I Me mean, neither. Can't or, get invited. You know what else? Never invited to a bar mitzvah. I've been to one bar. Oh, no bots though. Was it fun? It was. Uh, I was thirteen as well. So oh. I, I was a boy, and nobody in Ireland gave a shit. <laughs> but uh, the the Jewish people gave a, Josh Snyder. 
was a, a Wait, friend you of were mine. raised in Ireland? No, I just oh, met my okay, Irish people. Know. And it was great because he has to sing that song like, and it was so funny. All I did was laugh. And then I watched him collect those dollar, dollar bills, y'all. But if like Yom Kippur was fun, you know, people yeah. would give, uh, yeah. it's, you, it's like if I was like, hi, I'm a weird kind of Christian you don't know about and I have to go to church all day and sing in an ancient language, they'd go, I bet you wish you could be at work, so I'll see you later. <laughs> work, work would be better, so enjoy the time off. It's the goys that benefit. We just get if you go to a, a diverse enough school or whatever, like I did, you'll get Rosh Hashanah off, and oh, we're just wow. we're just kicking it, That's not great. not repenting. That's great. That actually merges us into when I was hanging out with you and Eugene, who we both love. Oh, uh, let's not talk about that. Can this. we please? No. Can we please? Okay. So briefly, I'm on your side. This okay. isn't the Howard Stern show. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Have you been on that show? No. Have you? Uh, no. Would you do it? Sure. If you read Kathy Griffin's book, which I have, she said she did that show and she put up with a couple like shitty callers. And but then afterwards, she'd like walk out on the street and all these, um, you know, men at work would be like, Kathy Griffin. Like they all like learned who she was. And oh, liked that's her. fun. No, yeah. it's huge. It's huge. It's a big show. It's actually. a huge show. Is it bigger than than your podcast? Is it? I'm a grain of sand on the beach that is Howard how many, Stern. Li- how many listeners does Pete's uh, podcast have? We don't know. There's no way to know. What? How many, Katie? What? We've had over 3 million downloads. But Howard Stern gets, That's a what, lot. T- 10 million every morning? 20 That's a million? a lot. It is a lot. And people love this show because we talk frankly about religion. Kristen, okay, fine. Get into it. You? Get into it. No, no. Look. Do you have any snacks here? Or we... just vodka? <laughs> I'm starving. The vodka would help more. <laughs> but I... then I have to drive. Oh, uh, I know. Oh, uh, what oh, is look. that? We got a granola bar for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Katie. Oh, so this is it. Okay. We were at Eugene's. We were hanging out, yeah. We we're, were having dinner. We were ha- that's right. We all in had LA. dinner. It wasn't in LA. It was in LA. Oh, yeah, that's right, but it was like outside of the t- outside of the town of LA. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a upstate LA. And we had dinner together with me, you, Kurt? No. Uh, yeah, Kurt. Kurt? Wait, no, Kurt wasn't there. Why would Kurt be there? Um Oh, because it was a Bobby's Burgers thing. Yeah, so it was Eugene. Hey, and- you want to come to a party? <laughs> uh-huh. You guys want to take off your tops? <laughs> Get in the hot tub with me. <laughs> oh, one drink. I can't do it. It's, it was it's Holly not quite Schlesinger. Right. That's right. Yeah. Love her. So we all went to dinner, and yeah. we were in the lobby of that hotel afterwards. Yeah. And I, uh, I was asked you to do my podcast, as I have many times. And you were like, uh, oh, what do you do? And I was like, you know, we talk about this, this, and this. And then we end by talking about religion. And, uh, is that true? Yeah, we always talk about religion. Oh. I think that's fun because if you listen no. to Katie, say – Katie, is that true? Oh, okay. If you listen to uh, Mark Maron on my podcast, if you listen to John Hamm, if he ever did it, you would know at the end of, <laughs> at the, end of the show. If you could maybe ask John Hamm to do it. No, I'm kidding. Uh, to, you'll know what they believe about God at least a little bit. Okay. So as comfortable as you are, we'll talk about that now. Okay. Okay. So I, I said, what do you believe about God? And you said, if I remember correctly, I thought you were doing a bit. The whole time. The whole, I wouldn't take, I'm being serious yeah, for an answer because um, you were like, I believe in Jesus. Yeah. And my dad's a pastor. No, but. Something like that? He built the church. My dad built a church. Yep. And I believe in Jesus. He's the son of God. And I believe in God and the Holy Spirit. And I love it all. Something like that. Yeah. And I said, what do you really believe? And you were like, no, but no that I really the- do. 
That's not what happened. I didn't well, even you, go that specific. I just said that I was raised a Christian and I, I identify with Christianity. I don't think you I think you said, and I oh, believe it crazy. and I like it. You're crazy. Because I kept being like, really? The whole thing? And you're like, I'm into it, man. Well, well let, let's, let's scrap so that I conversation. I broke it down. Let's have, a, let's have a new conversation. Okay, okay. So what do you The, the, what do the you funny thing was that you didn't believe it. I would not believe you. You wouldn't believe it. I kept thinking you were doing a bit. No. You must get that a lot. Oh, well, I don't talk about it to anybody. I just mean that sometimes people might think you're joking because you're so funny. Oh, maybe. And then people are like, oh, she's doing a bit. Especially when it's about like an allegiance to a pretty <laughs> mainstream religion. Yeah. No, okay. So so I was raised Christian. Which L- kind? Lutheran. Luther. And, and um, my dad and my mom are really into it. And my brother was also raised Lutheran is an atheist now. Wow. And and it's all cool and my dad is um I don't know there's just a, there's things about it that I think are really great mm-hmm. and there's things about it that I I disagree with obviously like I don't I don't think it's fair. I think a lot of people take their religion and they they think that you know, like Jesus is judgmental and is picking these people to go to hell and these people. I disagree with that. You're not into that. Yeah, I well, think, that, that's you know. Nice to hear but I, me. I think there are things that the that the Bible teaches that are that are really beautiful, culturally valuable, like things that you would want, say, your unborn children to kind of be raised with the. I would Ten want them to be or... raised with loving your neighbor, and I think there's a lot of uh, helping people who are in need and. You know, just giving of yourself, and I think you know you can use that in in great ways. Absolutely. And there's things and there's things in there that can be misconstrued, and that I wouldn't wouldn't want my kids to to know. Here's what I would say to that: the problem is because my parents probably feel somewhat similar to what you just said, but the problem is is when you induct a kid into not a problem, but when you bring a kid into a church, a lot of the biblical rearing, <laughs> yeah, is going to be handled by someone else. So it's going to be like diff- like Sunday school where mm-hmm. – so let's say you did have some kids and then you were like, I'm going to take them to the church because I want them to learn to love their neighbor. And I want them to learn grace, redemption and forgiveness mm-hmm. and God loves them and God is love and all this great stuff. They might go to – most churches in Sunday school, they're going to learn some lessons where it's like uh, – and these people go to hell and these mm-hmm. people are demonic and – they might be uh, taught Calvinist thoughts, which you're predestined to go to hell or whatever it is. So, like, you kind of lose some control. So if you're going to drop them at the church, you're going to have to have, like, an hour or two after church <laughs> where you discuss. And not a lot of parents have the patience or the interest in doing that. I suppose. I, I, don't, I just don't think that it's fair to say that, like, you – because, like, we were talking about, like, the Jewish religion and, and Muslim religion. Like, there's – they're all going to have a mixed bag of that. Mm-hmm. Don't you agree? Of course. And but there's something about taking a kid and, and having them learn a religion that I think is really important because if you don't teach a kid a religion, they uh, they will never seek it out for themselves. That's what I've noticed. They'll never like, oh, okay, well, uh, you know, I wasn't raised this way, but then I found this and I liked it. Most people either keep it or drop it, but they got the choice. Mm. I don't know that. I, it, this is really personal, and and I am, um, and again. I am talking to a community of people who are almost 100% against what I what I say about religion because none of them like Christianity. They all mock it. They think it's mainstream. And yeah, Christianity, I am pro-choice. You know, I'm all these things that the a lot of Christians, a lot of the Republicans have taken the, the religion and turned it into a tool. Mm-hmm. I do not think that Christianity is the message of not helping the poor and mm-hmm. keeping the money for yourself. Like yeah. that's the opposite of what Christianity yeah, teaches, yeah, yeah. and it's unfortunate that it's been used uh, in that way. 
But in any case, um, so when I do say that I was raised and I and it's something really special to be raised with the religion and to identify with something. I think I think religion and faith is beautiful because it's like like believing in Jesus, believing in an afterlife is taking is 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 having an imagination. And I am first and foremost of like a worshiper of the imagination and um, so I, I just think people who can imagine that and believe in it, I think it's beautiful. And and um, and I think I'm open to all of it, including Christianity. I'm open to if people believe in, um, you know, Muslims, n- atheists, all of them, uh, you know, Wiccans. We're all friends here. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's bad to just, uh, especially to take Christianity and like and, and isolate it and say like people who believe in Jesus are stupid. And that's what I've gotten. That's what I hear from our community of, of brainiacs and entertainers. <laughs> and so I never bring it up. Mm-hmm. So this, so that, so that, and because they think that I'm like, they'll think I'm dumb. Or judging or something like that. Yeah. But it sounds, I love a bunch of things you said. It's interesting to me the idea that being raised with a religion as I was kept me religiously interested the rest of my life. Yeah, it, it'll turn it on. And you yeah. should, you can be smart enough to see that this is a lesson in this. You'll find friends that you love that are like, that don't believe in these things, but you're like, but I still love them. And that's weird right. that I shouldn't judge them, you right. know? Right, People listening to the show might feel this coming because I say this a lot. Uh-huh. But the idea of being <laughs> uh, culturally Christian, meaning the way that you and I were celebrating earlier, the, the way that uh, Jewish people have this reverence and this idea of where they came from and their religion and their God, the God of Israel, being like a part of that, uh, there's something kind of wonderful about that. The, the yeah. tradition and the community and the, and the ancestry of that. And, and when we have no religion, we can, we can lose some of that meaning. And we also do lose, I love what you said about a little bit of the sense of play, where I was introduced to uh, a god and what did that mean? And I had to imagine what that meant. What, mm-hmm. did, he, what did heaven look like? What was he like? What, what was he like in this moment right now? What right now? What is God like right now? Not in the Bible, right now. <laughs> Looking at this podcast right now. And what is the afterlife like? And what it, what, how am I going to interpret these things? It, it became a little bit more messy, like a kid getting his hand in a bunch of different paints, as opposed to just being like, that's horseshit, never, who cares? Which is also a valid interpretation. Sure. Uh, but like, it, there's a little bit more play to like, what if there are angels and stuff? That's interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're not... But, and then you're not necessarily worried about your kids getting poisoned because you wouldn't – would you want to go to church every week or oh, – I don't know. I mean that's, that's a big, a one, big right? one, right? I mean, yeah, I, I would though. Do you, I don't think Rich would want us to, but I would. Interesting. Yeah. Do you like me – okay, here's another bullshit thing I'm about to confess yeah. on the show. I defend the celeb – I defend celebrities. Yeah. Two. Katie, do you think I'm gross because I'm a Christian and you're a Jewish? <laughs> and you're see? a Jewish. And you're a Jewish. <laughs> Was this like red? No, like... you're doing great. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'll defend celebrities. And also, if there's a family, I feel like the media has put this in my brain, so I'm open to that. But I've known families in my life that have some wayward kid, yeah. some demon kid. And like right around 16, when they realize there's nothing they can do, they're Uh like, that's it. We're going to church. (laughs) You know what I mean? And there's always I've always had this kind of like prudish New England pious uh, false piety where I'm like, you should go to church from the beginning. Not to say that there aren't demonic 
kids yeah. that do go to church. Yeah, there you certainly never know are. When you're going to get one. But like, is that some sort of insurance to being like, I'd kind of like there to be a moral structure, even if it's a flawed structure, or maybe if it's not necessarily a literally true structure. Yeah. Um, because you mentioned being uh, pro-choice, and I, I, I'm not a political person. I can't defend. I just that. had to say that to no, I to, understand. So to avoid people, because they use Christianity against sure their but own people. If we're using, if we're looking at the Bible verses that seem to lean towards not being pro-choice, uh, God knowing you before. I don't think you there were, are any. Well, there's that one about God knowing you before you were born. It's in the Psalms. Really? Yeah. Uh, sure there are. These people aren't just freestyling their beliefs. They're getting them from... Well, sometimes they'll really, like, manipulate it. Sure you can. You can yeah. take different ingredients from the Bible, and this is very troubling, and make different cases. Yeah. For example, the homosexuality being... We're really opening a lot... I'm writing a lot of checks. I can't. I'm not a theologian. I know. What? But people saying that uh, homosexuality <laughs> is an abomination, you could break down what abomination means. You can break down the other things like shellfish being abominations and stuff. But we're all eating at Red Lobster and talking about how God hates fags. Something's not... Not right. You know what I'm saying? Because you're eating abominations. You're dipping it in synthetic butter. Similarly, we're looking at a psalm, uh, I think, which is, you know, there are some strange things in there as well, but we're saying this verse says that you that God knew you before you were born, so therefore your soul exists before, before the birth, so you shouldn't abort, that sort of thing. Uh, so in your world, and this is, and you're looking at the king of the customized Christians, okay? Uh-huh. Meaning, I take what feels right yeah, in my me spirit. Too. Yeah. So I'm not accusing you of customizing your Christianity, but it sounds like you are. I am. Okay. Oh, of course. Fine. Yeah. Again, none of that, that sounded accusatory. It's not at all. No, but I, <laughs> I think that's what you have to do. Yeah. Yeah. You have to what, weigh yeah. the scripture against your own conscience and your own, the, own, the own living spirit that you have currently. Yeah. That I would say is similar to God's hopefully. I hope. Yeah, I hope so too. I feel like I feel like my my big rule of thumb is that um, is that you just need to be kind to people and yep. help people, and that never for a second think that you can get inside God's head and judge others. Yeah, uh, like you don't know what God thinks about anybody else. So that's the biggest problem. It's like, well, God thinks that this religion's bad, and God thinks that this is wrong. You know, yeah. it's like you don't know that. Right, right, right. Nobody knows that. Well, they're all built on a on a, a pretty big belief. Two huge beliefs in uh, in any religion coming to fruition is one the uh, belief that prophets at some point had direct access to God's thoughts. Right. Uh, in the case of Moses, literally, uh, I forget what the term is, but there was a time when God was speaking through clouds and burning bushes directly to us. Uh-huh. Okay? And then that period stopped, and that's why we're not allowed to write new books of the Bible. The Mormons would disagree. The Mormons would say, we're still in a time of prophets. And prophets, as we're doing this podcast, are in Provo, Utah, still having a divine inspiration, writing new texts that are going to be possibly canonized, added to the Book of Mormon, added to, added to the Bible, or whatever you want to say. But uh, that's a huge thing. And then you also have to look at the editing that was done when we're like, this, this, you want to talk about the Bible being used as a tool or religion being used as a tool for politics or whatever. That, that's kind of been since the beginning. We had the Gospel of Thomas that had all these like kind of challenging ideas about Christ, Christ being everywhere, pantheism, uh, these different ideas of, uh, I, I'm not an expert on the Gospel of Thomas, but it wasn't included. You know what I mean? Oh, so yeah. that was all, that's just as old as the other Gospels. And uh, it, was, it was around and they were like, well, that one isn't in line with our agenda, our overarching pitch for the Bible, oh, wow. this doesn't fit. So we have a lot of variables. So, fine. 
To that, I say, let's continue with modern variables. Let's let science knock out some stuff. Let's let our modern reason knock out other stuff. This is tricky. This is a tricky area because it's a fragile and a sacred text. Mm -hmm. But, like, I think we can maintain the spirit, which is what you're saying, love, God, some sort of awareness of something bigger than us. That, That your use of the word imagination that's important. Yeah. Some sort of idea of an outsideness, some an idea of a calling, an idea of purpose, an idea of destiny, and an idea of this of what we do echoing to quote Gladiator throughout eternity. That mm-hmm. sort of stuff is beneficial to mankind, perhaps. Yeah. As I say that, I kind of feel like my science atheist friends being like, no, it's not. Because <laughs> yeah. like the idea of an afterlife is also what aids us in not helping children kind of subconsciously in Africa, possibly. Because you're like, well, they'll die and they'll go to heaven or they'll die and they'll come back. There's, there's arguments for God not being great. That guy wrote that book, God is Not Great. But uh, anyway, sorry. I talk a lot on my own podcast. That's okay. Um, how, I gotta go. Okay. Look. <laughs> is it because of this conversation? I know it's not. You gotta go to dinner. I gotta go to dinner, but I can tell him I'm gonna be late. It's well, in Los Feliz. I, do you feel... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be fine. Uh, you're gonna be a little late, though. But That's fine. Let me... Ask you one. Uh, yeah. Are you okay with the religious talk, or you feel good about it? I do feel good about it. I just—it's something I don't talk about that much. I and I hope. I hope. Um, but I, yeah. I, I guess I. I feel like you're right. Like there are things in the Bible that's that are not. There are things in the Bible that are great, and there are things in the Bible that are um, not that are terrible. And you just have to um, focus on the good stuff. And. Uh, and in any case, I just think in general, it's just, um, it's, uh, I think it's, uh, God, I don't know, Pete, you just talked for so long that I, uh, <laughs> did I sidetrack you? But you're saying some great, some did I great take you things. off your brain? <laughs> yeah. I did? Oh my God. I'm the worst host. Well, it, it's hot in here, right, Katie? Yeah. Oh, it's so hot. What? The AC's broken. Yeah, we've in the been having the these summer. real summery, slow-paced jams. Can I, I can I say be, I don't yeah. want you to be nervous? I think you articulated. Was I eloquent about about my beautifully? Faith? Okay, good. Because there was a part of me that was a. Uh, I don't know. I care about what people believe, and when uh, we had that brief talk, I was like, "Oh no, Kristen uh, like doesn't." Uh, love gay people or whatever. You thought that? No, See, that's zero like point. Weird... I didn't. I didn't think that, but I yeah. had to ask myself, and I was like, "Of course not." But I was like, "I can't wait to talk to her that's about it." Too bad, right? Because if you say you believe, if you were raised this way, and you want to hold on to how you were raised, culturally keep, Christian, yeah, yeah, then you get this um, the stigma of like of a of a gay hater, uh, baby saving, right, uh, monster, right, right, right. It's, right. it's such, a, it's, it's a very intolerable religion. Yeah, but uh, in some, in some ways, um, but so are all religions. You yeah, know? so it's just like it's just ours are the Christians are more um, vocal about it. I, I guess think, I really <laughs> think there's something uh, lovely about that um, about that challenge to take the core of what's something that was special to both you and I coming up. Because yeah. when I threw it all away, I felt a void. I felt something lacking. Right, because lacking. you probably went to Christian Bible school camp did, yeah, and all that shit, yeah. you know? And it's like, and you were baptized. And, twice. <laughs> wow, yeah. you needed it Really twice. wanted to make sure. Yeah, confirm, confirmation. Well, I was and, Catholic baptized and, oh, okay. then, and then non-Catholic baptized oh, when wow. I was 18. But, but you, you know you, what I mean? But that's like the tradition that is in your family that you were raised with. Right. It's, yeah, it does seem sad to have to, because it's, because of it's uncool and because people are using it in the wrong ways to say that you can't be that. Uh, like, um, the thing that drives me crazy, and I've already, I'm saying this again, is 
is it's not fair for the Republican agenda to say that we <laughs> shouldn't pay taxes to help the poor people right. that you earned it and you keep it and you hold on to it that we shouldn't help people out with health care because you have a good job and you earned it you keep your health care and they just have to figure it out that is a hundred percent not what the bible teaches and to say otherwise is crazy and it drives me crazy that that the that the christians uh, align themselves with republicans because it's just if jesus came back down and saw this right and he was like what you you're keeping all the money. Right, right, right. You're not going to feed these people. He yeah. would think that they were insane. The guy that said, give to Caesar what is Caesar's. And yeah, God loves crazy. a cheerful crazy. Yeah. General, you can't go wrong with love, generosity, empathy, humility, yeah. grace. These are the things. And like, and as far as like abortion goes too, it's like, you're just hurting the poor people too. Cause that's where it's coming from. It's like, Oh, it's crazy. Well, we don't have to go into abortion. Yeah. But you brought it up, so <laughs> you're you're great. That was wonderful. You brought it up. That was, I mean, the whole thing was lovely. Thank you for sharing. Was it, was it great? Yeah, it was great. Was it like better than what John Hamm might do someday? John Hamm would just go. I'd go. Are you religious, John? And go. What do you want to hear? That's what he says oh, on the show a, all the time. That's a pretty good. Um, what do you want to hear? John Hamm voice. Thank you. Yeah. I love Ham so much. He's the best. He did that thing for your birthday. I know. It wasn't my birthday. It was my going away. I know even better. That's why I didn't I didn't want anyone in New York to know I was going away. Because you didn't want to fuss. I didn't want to fuss because when I'm in New York, when I lived in New York, people would at shows would be like, so how's LA? Like everyone thought I lived here anyways. Oh, that's interesting. Reason. Well, it's because you're doing so well. How could you have such a good <laughs> career from New York? You're an anomaly. <laughs> and I love the story about you. I don't know if you even know that there's folklore in this way. And then we'll do one thing and then we're done. Is uh, Not that you feel – I don't even feel like you trying to get away. Oh, um, yeah. was, the, was the story that uh, you couldn't get an agent for a really long time. Oh, yeah. And then all of – not all of a sudden. To you, not all of a sudden. To everyone else. All of a sudden, Kristen Shaw became something that people wanted, became a type. Uh-huh. Then it was auditions where it was like, we're looking for someone like Kristen Shaw. You mean the Kristen Shaw who six months ago didn't have representation? Fucking dummies. Yeah, bullshit. It's nice to take a, take a little moment and be like, I, I'm glad that time is done for you. I, that time is tough for people. And I, want, I just want to sympathize right there. There are some great actors right now who can't get an agent who can't, and then therefore can't get an audition. And there's like n- almost nothing they can do. Yeah. That's another reason just to be so thankful for where you're at. Absolutely. Oh, and just to full circle it too. You, you described heaven in doing your show. Remember? I did. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's absolutely right. Yeah. Well, I look at the world through a kind of a religiously informed lens all the time, mm-hmm. looking for the face of the Buddha everywhere. Aww. Let's talk about the text and that'll be a funny way to wrap it up. But here, let me say, uh, ensemble, we don't have to do that. No. Shawl type, we did that. Imagination Belief. F.A. Schwartz was on Letterman, apparently. Thanks for nothing. Yeah, I was Kurt. on Letterman. Scotland, how Scotland. It was long and good. Uh, do you want to have a family? And we'll, we can end <laughs> with uh, text. Because this is the funniest <laughs> thing that's ever happened in my life. It is not. You said you'd had worse text than that. Yeah. Oh. No, I, I definitely have. And I'll tell you what that one was, too. Okay. Uh, one time, a friend of mine texted me, I'm in a hot tub Thinking of you touching my hard cock. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> and I was like, and I, what I'll do is what uh, I did to you is I'll wait. Uh-huh. I don't reply, what? I know it's not for me. Yeah. And then I'll just wait for the inevitable like, oh, no, 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 no. So you, can I read what you texted? Uh, it is so funny. I was thinking okay. about how I would argue to you that you should uh, let me read this. 
it's going to give so much more joy than not reading <laughs> okay. it. Okay. And if you change your mind, well, I don't want people to think that this is like how Rich and I talk to each other. But it's when not, you, it's just in the moment. I understand. Oh, it's gross. It's the best. Okay. You're talking to a, a divorcee. Somebody. Okay, I, we did I, not get into that. And believe me, the listeners of the show. Oh, they're bored into, by They're it. bored okay. by it. By now. <laughs> God, I'm still embarrassed that I talk so much about religion. You lost your thoughts. I'm a bad host. No, it's just that it's hot. It's hot. I know. It's so hot. And then I'm get, I'm hungry. I know. We got to get you out of here. You, you know what? It, but you said really great things. Is that, we know. just should have had that I get at the really beginning of the podcast I agree, when I, I had my energy. Then I'm you, like... Uh, your whips. Uh, yeah, I need I, I need pills to pop me up. You oh. know, like... Um, <laughs> Those drugs you took when you were 27. Name? Yeah. <laughs> Britney Spears? No, no. Uh, Dorothy. Um, uh, Dorothy. Dorothy from Wizard of Oz? Yeah. Did she have a What is her name? That is crazy. The actress that played Dorothy? Oh, my God. Judy Garland. Thank you. Ah! Uh, Did she take a lot of pills? Oh, yeah. Uppers, downers. Time to go to bed. Uppers, wake up. Really? Downers, go to bed. Wow, like an on-off switch. MGM did. MGM pumped her with the drugs. Really? Wow. That that kitty? That lion is up to no good. I don't know. I just dropped the conspiracy, but... This has been a controversial episode. It really has. Abortion, the Holocaust, John Mayer. Uh We've covered everything. (laughs) Here's the sweet, lovely... Because this is what I'm saying. It's not my first rodeo with relationships. And I love getting to a sweet place where you talk sweetly to your lover. (laughs) Yeah. So this is the text I got from Kristen. (laughs) Note the time because we can take this out. So I texted you, 4.30 tomorrow, Meltdown, Uh Comics in Hollywood. And then uh, you texted me the next day. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Poopy. Oh, God. Oh, my God. (laughs) You you were a fart monster this morning. You were a fart monster this morning. Yeah. Do you know how much love is in this text? (laughs) You call him Poopy. Which is so sweet. Mm-hmm. And then immediately I have this image of him being a fart monster yeah. and you not judging or being mad. <laughs> Just loving it. Rather loving it <laughs> and celebrating it with two exclamation points. <laughs> hey there, poopy, exclamation point. You were, it's not, you were a real fart monster. Like, oh. Exclamation. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. It started the day sassy oh, and was, brassy. It was so loud and was, I was like, whoop. But I was like, oh, awesome. <laughs> and then we didn't talk about it. And then I was away and I was like, oh, I got your kid. I was uh, like, don't forget you were a fire monster. This did you morning. then send it to him? No. Uh, I was so mortified. It's I, so funny. Did read the text I wrote immediately the after next, that. I waited a immediately moment. Immediately after that. You wrote. That was not for you, exclamation point. That was not for you, period. <laughs> you say it twice, two different ways. OMG, separate text. Oh, my God. Then don't tell Rich. Don't tell Rich. <laughs> because, like, I know that you guys are working together, and I don't think he'd want you to know that I called him a fart monster. Which I immediately thought was so sweet, and that goes back to the me being his boss, which is a preposterous idea. <laughs> and then I was like, no, that is a window into a relationship that I want in. Oh. <laughs> I want that kind you of relationship. Can't. I don't want to be in on your relationship. <laughs> I don't want to be in on your relationship. You do, though. You do want our relationship. I, I bet I do. I have Our relationship is the kind that I would um, be single for like almost 30 years, would like hear someone have it and just be like, ah, oh, sick. Ah, oh, go F yourself. Really? Yeah, I hated anyone in love. 
Because you guys are, have been in love I never, for five years. Because I never years. had it until now. Mm. You have to really, you have to really wait for it, Pete. Something to say, no. but you do though. You do. You have to. It's good that you're. Um, I think the the, the either uh, the only thing I regret about Rich is that I didn't meet him in my earlier, like in my twenties, so you that I could be him. with him longer. But then people argue. They're like, oh. they're like, oh no, if you wouldn't, you know, maybe you, you wouldn't have been ready for him then. But I, I think we, we would have been great together for long. Yeah, oh, you know, that's the only Jesus regret. Christ. What? <laughs> I'm gonna play this whole clip at your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> the whole the, the voice yeah, the Pete's the text. got into the wedding. Um, pretty, I'm excited? pretty excited. Yeah, he's so excited. He's almost more excited than us. I'm so excited. <laughs> I honestly was like, I'm clearly I'm I'm on the fence. I know you, but like I said, we haven't hung out that much. No, we've hung out more at shows than socially. And then Rich, I was like, I love Rich, and we were fast friends. Yeah. And then I was like, I want I want to go. But I was already ready to not go, and I'm so glad I'm going. Oh yeah, you got an invitation. I got an invitation because Orin was staying with you. That's right. And I, we couldn't just send one to Orin. You totally could have. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Uh, <laughs> that was a high five. Go meet Orin and Rich. Are you going to bring a date? To what? The wedding? Yeah. I, it's only I didn't get a plus one. It's just me. Oh. Yeah. You can and bring a date. And you got to fly to fucking Denver. Yeah, it's expensive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing it. You're welcome. You're the best. Am I going to get to do your podcast more? Yeah, whenever you want. Really? You want to do a live one or something? Yeah. That would be great. When is that? We got one coming up. When? At the uh, Riot Festival. Oh, I won't, oh, so like September 22nd? Yeah. No, thanks. Oh, you got to say keep it crispy. Keep it crispy. <laughs> Without any hesitation, just right back on the mic. Thank you so much. You're the best. Now leaving Nerdist.com.